0: Say so them a try change my me meds and run a program. Say so your program and a rock you like motion. A roadside thing you not know, get it like one clan. Man a rub you like lotion. Say so you a actor, full of asker. Program and a love you, them a tell me that fuck. thing them document and where them capture. But me never tell none of them for ya. Them a prescribe feel me like them a doctor. Know me heart make it broke and make it fracture. I don't like a helicopter, but that is them never factor in. Girl, your body wanted, yeah, your body wanted. I guess we love, love, crosses. You take a ready, no fi can count and about a belly where you dash a woman dark house. We say, No, you want gold, cool. them say you want saddles, and you want to go take me soul, me ring them better that yard up. Them say you're little, like a salt of cheetah. Touch every man in every region. out the hell, me and the devil from a teacher. You want and see the way shot me now, watch that. Bug a pick, soap, a pack of customers. You independent. Kill them, you no catch, catch. Girl, in your ride you are top, Girl, your body wanted. Yeah, your body wanted. I guess me, love, love crosses. Me not get your girl, me ah.
1: Without
2: you moving out
1: of this world, I'd like to be girl. Okay.
3: why body for me Why baby girl. for me for me
4: Friday, we made it to the close of another business week. Thank you so much for choosing to start your weekend off with me. I appreciate you. Yes, that's what we're doing. We're looking at all our problems in the rear view, right? We're not going to stay focused on problems. We're going to look at solutions. We're going to look at how to move forward. And embrace what lies ahead.
5: Every day, every day, every day. Cause I ain't got no time to stress, cause I'm way too busy. I'm gonna go
4: ahead and pull this one right back up from the top.
6: Just listen to the vibes.
4: go through don't look at them as losses look at them as lessons how are you gonna regroup and come again and move forward don't let anyone or anything hold you back or hold you down we're inside the friday mix it's freestyle friday on coffee and dough get you ready for the weekend (laughs) not sure what your plans are but all i can say is thank you for starting it off right here Some stories coming up for you today, out of the Caribbean corner, Latin America, from the international scene, out of North America. We have, believe it or not, stories, entertainment, news, lifestyle, business, and tech. We got it all. We have everything, a little of everything here for you.
5: You.
4: Oh, all of my Wherever you are in the world, I just got to say thank you. Not sure what time it is where you are, but I appreciate you taking the time to start your Friday off or end your Friday with us.
6: I got Zenway shilling me, kissing me, have the blue box that say Tiffany. Curry with the shot, just tell him to call me Stephanie. Unpop, and I make my gum pop? I'm the queen of that gum I'll be on the run pop. Say I should give em up. Can I hear
5: the unknown?
2: Cause
4: Happy Friday. Thank you once again to everyone listening online on qmzradio.com and janoradio.com good morning to everyone here with me on clubhouse this is where the conversation happens keep it locked we have the headlines coming right
7: up Eternal fire, them couldn't know that Sip the end, crush the weed, and then me roll that See them gonna listen, re and I drop a me, stuff yeah. You're inside the Friday mix, it is Freestyle Friday. Enjoy! Little guidance I'm still here with my left hand, pound the Bible, my rise, my right hand I little guidance Little guidance Boy, see y'all, we need a guidance yeah, So no try if you judge me, better get happy nice The mountain nights without no sleep, we have to sacrifice My only happiness and music keep me occupied So when them a book me fear, show, me never drop the price Know some people want me dead that try to stop the rise If me never have it with me, then me would have probably die Me no see no happiness, no used to happy times Deep in my elemental, listen to my granny yeah. All me need a little guidance Guidance Please.
1: I need a little
8: guidance
7: Guidance Believe me, some more I believe you know which road my check, But my check it said me Faith you Hear that What I see You know it going on, man Real, no real I speak to the Almighty at all times Even if Him the here upon point some day, you know, yeah, maybe so. Prayers and so one by one. Give thanks.
4: Gotta be grateful, gotta be thankful for everything. Take nothing for granted. Remember, there is somebody wishing they were in your space, all right? Don't forget that.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah So what are we done, baby? So what are we done, baby? Yeah, 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 Me just want you get in your element Be Lewinsky and me be the president Since this is y'all come show me the evidence Oh, oh, oh Cause if I ain't a fashion Always trending, oh she have come back to my
5: Somebody
1: else Justin Boy Letters is a yeah too good feel better yep somebody
7: else somebody
1: else She has said she wants a be gangaloo She has said she wants to be She said she would like to be free She said she would like to be free I can make a mess of you, so you love. They get for mission, no mm-hmm. coming no come, for mm-hmm. me, no come for All right, that's me, me, <laughs> you're me I want i probably, like she, she will him like a dry grass. She she they want him to high grass. But I make her sick not hey. yeah, She come back to my.
7: Better
1: Somebody else Somebody else I think
4: I'm having a little bit too much
1: Come here. think I'm having a little bit
4: too much fun but I'm making no apologies. It is Friday. Yay. I say I got to stop by myself. <laughs> to be free. Say she will She won't hold let me stop before i get myself in trouble it's time for us to go ahead and get started here are the headlines we have coming up for you today but before the headlines gotta say good morning Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning to everyone listening online, tuned in to QMZRadio.com and Johnno radio.com. Good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Friday, February the 3rd. It's the Friday mix, Freestyle Friday. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and dough. World news on the go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in the Caribbean corner. UWISRC records two earthquakes in 10 hours, but seismologists not concerned by earthquake activity in the Caribbean. I know I am. It's too much. GRA reports. Alarming rise in drug trafficking attempts in Guyana. Out of St. Lucia, a young man who had both legs amputated builds an ATV. I'm so proud of him. In Trinidad and Tobago, a 12-year-old boy reported missing slept in the park to avoid licks. And for those who don't, don't understand what we, say, what we mean in the Caribbean when we say licks, means a beating, being slapped. Um we're going to talk about that because in 2023 we have to change the way a little, not say a whole lot, but we got to change the way we parent, right? What used to work in the 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s not working so much now. We have to try a different way. Uh US word, uh $400 a month and other aid to haitian beneficiaries canada seeks to attract internationally educated healthcare workers and in Jamaica, uh, the nine-year-old's horrifying murder which we spoke about yesterday can only be described as evil that's according to prime minister andrew Holness. those stories and more in latin america zelie unidad flores missing 21 year old black girl is in grave danger after she called her mom from Tijuana saying she was going to die. On the international scene, Britain is angry and divided, and the Tories don't get it. China says it is looking into the report of a spy balloon over the U.S. Guantanamo Bay detainee freed to Belize after 20 years in captivity. Nigerian communities filed damages claim against Shell in a U.K. court and after a hundred and two children a Ugandan villager says enough is enough he can't remember some of the names of his children y'all yeah, think wow wow ah, are conservatives trying to erase and rewrite u.s history News out of North America. Federal judge approves the continuation of lawsuit against Kyle Rittenhouse. Missing Detroit rappers found dead in basement. And a 15-year-old boy confirmed to be driving one of the victim's cars days prior. Fifteen. Omega Sci-Fi fraternity revokes membership of Memphis police officers responsible for Tyree Nichols' death those stories and more much more out of the north america in business and tech news netflix reveals details on new policy that prevents password sharing senator urging that TikTok be removed from apple and google play stores In health and science news gotta if you if you use eye drops you gotta tune in for this one there is a recall amid cdc investigation of infections and death an eye manufacturer has well had to do a recall of eye drops. so tune in for that um we're gonna have our lifestyle segment we're highlighting an icon each day this month in black history month and Sonnet is gonna do that for us in believe it or not stories a new bill <coughs> will allow massachusetts prison inmates to be released one year earlier if they agree to donate organs and the brew entertainment news, I've never watched R H O S L C, but for those of you who do fans are reacting to rumors of the former housewife, Mary Cosby returning to the show. And we're going to talk about this one because men that live in Georgia, will be the ones who benefit the most and the woman be on your guard. Because you're going to be alarmed. Neo and ex-wife Crystal Renee finalized their divorce. The singer's ordered to pay almost $2 million, split assets, and share custody of kids. But the payout and the splitting of assets, you're going to be surprised how it's done in Georgia. Yeah, stick around for that one. We're going to have the details of those stories and more coming up after a little more music. So don't you dare go anywhere.
9: Shelly, is that
8: you? Savvy girl, not that to like talk you must they
4: i know
8: they absolutely love they this song like
4: by aria star it's called rush energy, this is the reggae version the reggae cover well i l- let me say that right this is her singing over a reggae beat let me put it right let me get it right
8: sabi girl no they too like talk animals they in humans form i demand nobody like talk but you must not feel if you if you no know finish, they won't fight us If them, they run, they no not be off I know they form, say, I too like us No con, they form, say, you too like us You, you know, know, get the, the time for the hate and the bad energy Call my mind, run by money Make, Make it, dance it dance like broccoli Steady green like <inaudible> broccoli Standing on my grind, <inaudible> oh yeah What they want, tellin' me Could deny my fantasy They want the check, is my dark, in oh no wrong But did they love They go, Ghana. Yeah. You never thought you they bomb back. Yeah. Which kind of money we never said before? give so me, me feeling am the one a day.
4: Friday. Thank you to everyone. Tune in, tuned in on QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Wherever you are in the world, thank you. Thank you for making time, carving some time out of your day. Thank you so much to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. You already know you are appreciated. Here is Noah Power, cookbook.
3: Tell your mother teach teacher how to cook you know the please a man to tell her like y'all go and look yeah, Y'all look better than all them can cook Body not fierce but need a cookbook Tell your mother teach you how to cook You're not no complaints so make can't you go along Y'all pretty, but them can't season meat. You see, take out no ground, then no food You can't eat some y'all, ungo at it the street You see, every day, pedicure, but can't cook chicken You are one class chef, y'all your body in the kitchen Anything you give, y'all man, you know it not nah him. Every time you cook, your food, them set taste finger-licking Act still curry goat, steam fish, fried chicken So me now and a get a look better than now them can cook Body not face, but need cook, cookbook. Tell your mother, teach her how to cook. You know, if you please, I'm answering to the girl, go out. You look better than know them can cook. But in face, but need a cookbook. Gyal, your mother teach you how to cook. You nah no complaints to make a girl. go you no do more than put butter on a bread. So them are hot gyal and them can't fry egg. Me no want see when them fry chicken leg. Gyal, you take care of your man, give breakfast in bed. Gyal, your relationship long term. Anything you can't cook, then you will learn. Gyal, you cook any dish. Google now, miss all the instructions, so food it now burn. So me no want a you well look better than know them can cook. Body not face, but need a cook. Y'all mother teach you how to cook. You know fi please a man to tell a gyal go a look. Y'all yeah, look better than all them can cook. Body not fit but need a cook. Y'all you know, mother teach you how to cook. You nah no complaints to make y'all go a look. Pretty a look. but them can see seize the meat. You see pretty ah. it. You see? Pretty, yeah. but them, pretty, pretty but them, pretty but them, pretty, pretty but on go hotter the street. You see it. You a work class chef. Yall, you your body inna the kitchen. Ah. Every time you cook your food him satiety is finger looking I still for rigorous in fish fried chicken so me want I know you look better than all them can cook but not fear what need that cook go let me teach you how to cook you know for please I want to
4: tell you all go next song coming up message in the music be grateful give thanks for everything that you have look at where you are today look at where you were yesterday and know that Tomorrow, you're going to be somewhere different, but it's all up to you. Here are Lambo and Beanie Man. Count your blessings.
10: So many lessons, everything I do by grace. By grace. Thank God for mercy, counting my blessings. So many lessons, everything I do.
9: Life all shard and ginger, kick like a ninja Badmine a fly to your body like a sprinter Anytime you see me not the Mercedes Sprinter Leave it just a fly to me head like a printer Just see me as I'm a messenger
4: I'm going pull this I one back up from the top Life is
9: full of blessings And God for his
10: mercy we pray Waking up is a miracle Open your eyes to the sunshine Brush your teeth and wash your face Step aside and live your life What I did to be alive Manifesting all of my greatness With my mouth me testify To all of your goodness me sing Thank God for mercy Counting my blessings So many lessons Everything I do by grace By grace, grace.
9: Kick you like a ninja, bad mind. I fly to your body like a sprinter. Anytime you see me not the Mercedes printer, leave it just a flight to me head like a printer. Just send me as a messenger. Him at the avatar, me at the passenger. No real leaders, no better than my be judger. Release the chain from the brain of me, black brother. Money for me, no bad friend. It no matter who I come next, my youth, I no success. Yes, yeah. then now I come back, no so, thank God for mercy. Saga now and I got now, now. Counting my blessings.
10: So many blessings. Everything I do. pass, no no
4: no so many under pressure. For be grateful for what you have and for where you are, and I say this continuously because no matter how bad you think you have it just take a look over your shoulder someone has it worse there is someone that is willing to exchange places with you right now think about that for a second the things that we are complaining about someone wish they had that as their complaint not to say that we're going to negate the things we're going through that's not what i'm trying to say at all What I'm trying to say is we need to look at the glass half full versus constantly looking at it half empty. Some of us are in the habit of getting up every day and instead of saying thank you or giving thanks and being grateful, the first thing we start to do is to complain, to find fault. Some of us wake up angry every day. That can't be good for you, folks not at all. So let, let's make a concerted effort to change our outlook, change how we move the way we think. And by doing that, guess what? You'll change your outcome. It's time for us to go ahead and get started. And we're kicking it off in the Caribbean corridor. For our first story, uh, we go to the University of the West Indies, uh, UWISRC, records two earthquakes in 10 hours, one off Guadeloupe and the other off Trinidad and Grenada. Story courtesy of barbados.loopnews.com. Two earthquakes happened uh, last night. Um, well, I should say one happened February 1st and another February 2nd. The events were recorded by the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center. Uh, one was measured at 5.0 magnitude, the other at um, 3.5 magnitude. But what we've been noticing, and I think I highlighted it, is that there, the frequency within which they're happening, it's a little disturbing for me, but seismologist is not concerned by the earthquake activity in the caribbean this story also courtesy of Barbados.lootnews.com. so far there have been about 25 earthquakes since the beginning of the year i mean citizens i would say you know be prepared for something i don't know but despite a 6.1 magnitude quake on january 20 and most recently a 5.1 earthquake, both off Guadeloupe. the University of the West Indies Seismic Research Center is saying there is no need for panic or worry. But officials are urging citizens to consider these events to be reminders to stay prepared in case another large quake occurs. In an interview with Loop News, SRC seismologist Dr. Rodrigo Contreras Aratia said that the activity for 2023 is not alarming. He said, compared to the last five years, no, we have not observed more activity. But from time to time, we record moderate size, less than magnitude 6.0 earthquakes. Annually, listen to this. I did not know this one either. Annually, the center records 3000 earthquakes across the region. When considering a statistically significant time period, the seismicity has remained constant. As the islands are part of a subduction zone, we can get large earthquakes like the magnitude 6.1 felt off Guadeloupe in January. The shaking from that was felt as far north as Anguilla and as far south as St. Lucia. What we have to remember is that the Eastern Caribbean is an active seismic zone. So I want to do a little more, get some more information when you talk about a subduction zone i know the caribbean sits on a is it a plate what is plate i think is the is the term for it if, if i'm remembering um geography from way back when um but i want to think we sit on a plate that shifts all right so what is a subduction zone huh, not so bad <laughs> my memory ain't too bad as old as i am subduction zones are plate tectonic boundaries where two plates coverage. One plate is thrust beneath the other. This process results in geohazards such as earthquakes and volcanoes. All right. So the entire Caribbean, I know. So what happens during subduction? When tectonic plates converge, one plate slides beneath the other plate or subducts, descending into the earth's mantle at rates of two to eight centimeters or one to three inches per year. Uh, And, of course, the subduction can cause uh, earthquakes, all right? Uh, At subduction zones, the the oceanic plate is pushed down or subducted below the continental lithosphere. As the oceanic slab descends, earthquakes are generated within the slab and at the interface between the plates all right so a little geography for us today to remind us that's why there are over three thousand a year and i guess that's why they're saying don't be alarmed it's the normal considering where we are and what are the just another one just to remind everyone uh, one more thing the four common effects of subduction zones earthquakes tsunamis volcanic eruptions and landslides. All right. So, yeah. Still a little worried, though. I will say that. Still a little worried. In our next story, or for our next story, we hop on over to Guyana. G.R.A. reports alarming rise in drug trafficking attempts in Guyana. Story courtesy of CaribbeanDodgeLoopNews.com. The Guyana Revenue Authority said it has observed an alarming increase in drug smuggling attempts at the country's ports of entry. In a statement, GRA said it, along with the Customs Anti-Narcotics Unit, CANU, have seized quantities of cannabis and refined marijuana in personal effect consignments and suitcases, which resulted in several persons being arrested and placed before the court. And I'm going to stop right there for a quick second. Remember the other day I was saying not carrying a package for nobody. Anybody want you carrying nothing like liquor? Even party buy it at the airport. Them tell you if you pick up from somebody, don't do it. Protect yourself. So there's a video on TikTok. Um a family member family <laughs> family folks, family. Asked another family member who was returning to the United States to take up some patties the patties were frozen the woman I guess you know when you're that sixth sense kicking in or that intuition kicking and said mm, check it so she decided to open the box of patties and pry open the patties they were aligned with marijuana imagine your family putting you in that position you can't trust anybody people say about my family Mm, i have two choice words of family when it comes people who will family members who will do that sort of thing incriminate others cause harm to their own family members that's gonna share the same dna to some degree Can't say what I want to say. Do not, anybody ask you for carry up liquor, not carry it. Them tell it, or if you take it from them, leave it and then buy it at the airport. Mm-hmm. Buy it at the airport. It, I would rather you do that. Set yourself back a couple dollars than set yourself back a couple years. Anybody carrying a food congio? As a matter of fact, open it up in front of them. Open it up in front of them. No tech, no check from nobody. I remember Marlon told me about another story. The fellow, just over the weekend too, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, the fellow was given a package, bread or something like that. You know, we love, we look at um, bread from Jamaica. The fellow, and it was on TikTok. It was circulated on TikTok too, or IG, one of them, whichever. But the family member, Gave the package to his family member returning. He's to leave the following day. He slept that night. And yes, the Bible does talk about dreams. God talks to you through your dreams too. He got a dream. So the morning he get up and he busts open the bread. Cocaine. Family member. You know? mm-hmm. Family member. So even if it's family or a long time friend giving you something to take overseas please check it if you have that gut feeling that tells you no don't carry it not carry it the next thing i want to um warn you or give uh, a suggestion as i was as we were doing An airport run on Monday. um, I noticed at the outside check in, some folks were having their luggage wrapped with the saran wrap, you, you know, the orange color saran wrap. I suggest you do that too when you're checking in because videos have been circulating that even if you put a lock on your suitcase, people can still put contraband anything illicit in your luggage. All they need is a pen. They slip it in the zipper and it pries it open. Doesn't damage the zipper. They can put the illicit items in there and then all they have to do is move. You you know, you put the lock over the two zippers. All they have to do is slide it back around and bring it back over. Closes it back. And then what happened to you? you sit down on the plane, ready to go take your trip, go enjoy yourself or go look for family. And because some unconscionable person thought it was okay to put illicit items in your luggage so that the person at the next port will be able to take it out, hopefully, before it is put on the conveyor belt and taken to the terminal. But somehow... The dogs went on the plane and sniffed it out. And then you see them come for you on the plane and you're like, what the heck did I do? You didn't do anything. But how do you prove it? How do you prove it? Protect yourself as much as you can, folks. If you're traveling, wrap up your bag with plastic. Mm Mm-hmm. And remember what I said, not carry up nothing from nowhere for nobody unless you have thoroughly checked it. And if you don't feel comfortable, go with that gut instinct. Because the very people who have set you up, trouble take you, them no member you. You're not going to get a line, not a letter, not a 50 cent stamp. Nothing you're going to get from them. You're not even going to hear from them. All right. So that's my warning for the weekend. Next story. St. Lucia, young man of Laboree who had both legs amputated, builds an ATV. So proud of this young man. Denzer Hunt, a 23-year-old man of La Grace Laboree who had both legs amputated, is a genius in his own right. Story courtesy of stlucia.loopnews.com. Hunt, whose legs were amputated because of illness, was able to make an ATV with very little help. Hunt said he dropped out of the Forge Tech, the VO, Forge Tech, and I hope I said it right, V I E U X, VO or VU, Forge Technical Vocational Institute, after it was transformed into the Beanfield Comprehensive Secondary School some years ago because he was not academically inclined. I dropped out of school on my own because I wanted to learn a trade, he told Luke News. He said it was after his first leg was amputated last year that he began to realize his true potential. He added that it was further explored after his other leg was amputated this year. I wanted to move around and do a lot of things, but I could not move around how I wanted because my legs were cut. According to Hunt, He built the ATV with little help from his uncle with whom he spent time working with learning mechanics and other trades. I used a motorcycle engine to make the ATV and used other metals which my uncle welded for me. He only welded the metals for me. I did the rest. The ATV is automatic and works well. According to Hunt, He has crutches, but only uses them indoors or wherever the ATV can't be used. He said he is aware of the dangers on the road, so he takes his time to ride. Hund said people have expressed admiration for his work. Yes, Yes, I'm giving him a round of applause. How are you going to spin your situation? Are you going to look at the glass half empty or half full? Are you going to sit down and say, woe is me and look for the world to bail you out? Or are you going to take the initiative, get some help and embark on something? I hope this turns into a business for him where he is able to um, build ATVs, possibly for others who are in a similar situation as he is, amputees, or those who are not able to walk on their own wheelchair confined uh, so you can have some sense of independence i applaud you young man um hopefully you'll be able to um also expand the business where you're able to build atvs and provide for those who want to use it for excursions let this story be an inspiration to us all what's your excuse what's your excuse A 12-year-old boy uh, reported missing, slept in the park to avoid lakes. That's what we say in the Caribbean, but, you know, other words, you you can use the word beating, thrashing, right? Um, Story courtesy of tt.loopnews.com. A 12-year-old boy who was reported missing on Monday has been found. The child told his parents that he had come home late. And was afraid to get licks from his father as a result he spent the night in a park near his home in the cold and without food he then made his way to his home at about 8:30 a.m on tuesday much to the relief of his parents who had reported him missing hours before the child went to school in arima and was due to return home at about 3 p.m on monday however when it became 6 p.m and the child could not be located His parents notify the police. Due to the sensitive nature of the story, details that will identify the minor have been omitted. WPC Collins is continuing inquiries. More on this as it becomes available. How many of us can relate to being scared? (laughs) You know you did something or you you weren't supposed to be or you stayed out later than you should have and you're like, oh my gosh. Which leads us to question our parenting style times have changed if someone if your child is scared it means there is a problem when it comes to communication there's a communication issue is it how we are relating to them is it how we're making them feel Are we making them feel comfortable to come to us? It's, you know, for us to examine ourselves. Because no matter what, our children, we should be our children's safe space. Yes, you may be upset. Yes, you may be angry. And you have all right to be that way as a parent. Because I think a lot of our anger is out of frustration or worry or anxiety. Yesterday... um. My two high schoolers said they would. They're getting a lift home from school. Okay. So school gets out at two twenty. All right, two thirty. Blah blah blah. Okay, three o'clock. I don't see them. I'm like, okay, what the heck is going on? Long story short, they all, the both of them and their friend, one of their friends, are going to the gym. So the friend that's bringing them home just went straight to their house, changed, and then would come over here. So I'm like, why didn't you communicate that? It was in a text, but they apologized. We worry as parents. That's what we do. But how are we making them feel? Scared to come home because of how crazy we are going to act? Or are we going to have a conversation with them for them to understand why we worry about them? what are we going to do? What are we doing? What is your parenting style? If it's working, good. If it's not, we may want to pump the brakes, go back to the drawing board, and see how we can do things a little differently. No child should have to sleep out. Go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. No, go ahead. Oh no. Okay. Yeah, so no child should have to sleep out because of fair of how their parents are going to react. Right? And I'm done. Go ahead, Javette. Good morning. Good morning.
11: Um, so I think if I was that child that was afraid of my mom, But I was also a rebel. As y'all always know, I got some type of pushback. Me
4: too. Rebel to the bone. So
11: when I would get licks, I would be the one standing there like Denzel Washington, just like with the serious face. And she would hit me. And then maybe, you know, I didn't make a move or nothing. So she would hit me again. Uh, My mom used to whatever was in her hand, she would hit you with, (laughs) you know. I have disciplined my daughter in that way, but in her 24 years, maybe she's got a real uh, session, maybe four times. You know, um, for me, I tried to do other things, and that was to deny her of stuff. I think nowadays denying children of their electronics or whatever also um, punishes them. So, but I am not one to say 100% no licks and right. I will.
4: Right, right. No, no, no. There are times when you do have to slap them. There are times when you do have to do that. But how are we slapping them? Is it damn near borderline um murderous? Right? Yeah. Listen. I still feel the licks I got from I was a rebel. I will I was a rebel. I was, I was a rebel. Some things, though, I do think were unnecessary, but whatever. I'm alive. I'm alive. I made it. But, yeah, I still feel a couple of those slaps and thumps and, mm mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think our generation, we are able to have conversation more because we see things a little differently from how our parents saw things. Also, we parent a little differently because we remember the things we didn't like, so we try. I'm not saying we're always successful, so we try not to impose too much of the disciplinary styles that we got onto our children. You know, we try. Yeah, I do that too, Javette. The um, the what you call it, restricting of devices, um restricting of opportunities to hang out with friends or friends coming over yeah we've taken those steps along with a couple um you gonna feel it today yeah <laughs> you know you, you got to do what works too but we also have to be cautious and what i don't want is for us to be doing anything that could pot- potentially put our children in even a more dangerous situation by them staying out there. You know, because that's truly dangerous. When you think about tra- child trafficking, kidnapping, people being put out there as sex slaves and that sort of thing, yeah, protect, protect, protect as much as possible. All right, in our next story, and I don't know why it will not go to English for me, every time I translate from Creole, to english it keeps kicking me back to on. i guess it's telling me i gotta learn all right here we go finally uh story courtesy of haiti.loopnews.com 400 a month and other aid to haitian beneficiaries cash assistance medical assistance employment preparation job placement english language training and other services will be provided to haitians and cubans who are recipients of humanitarian parole or biden visas That's an official announcement from the Office of Refugee Resettlement. Let me say that again. Cash assistance, medical assistance, employment preparation, job placement, English language training, and other services will be provided to Haitians and Cubans who are recipients of humanitarian parole or Biden visas. The American entity made this announcement following the visit of the Secretary of Homeland Security of the United States, Alejandro Mayorkas, to Little Haiti, according to Florida news outlet NBC Miami. Both groups of migrants are eligible for approximately $400 per month, food stamps, and health insurance for eight months through the Refugee Resettlement Office of Administration for Families and Children. In addition. According to a letter from the Office of Refugee Resettlement, Cubans and Haitians received under this program in the United States who have not acquired any other status under the immigration law and nationality and for whom a final, non-appealable and legally enforceable order of deportation, deportation or exclusion has not been entered, are eligible to receive benefits and services to the same extent as refugees. And let me go over that again, cuz I know somebody's listening who knows somebody who knows somebody who can benefit. Cubans and Haitians received under this program who have not acquired one any other status under the immigration law and nationality and for whom a final non-appealable and legally enforceable order of deportation two, deportation three exclusion has not been entered are eligible to receive benefits and services to the same extent as refugees also according to ORR's letter Nicaraguan and Venezuelan beneficiaries are not not capital N-O-T, currently eligible for ORR-funded refugee benefits and services at this time. Only Haitians and Cubans are eligible due to the fact that the Haitian-Cuban program is still in effect. Cubans and Haitians can seek help from Church World Service located at 8491 Northwest 17th Street in Doral, and that's in Miami, Florida, or call 305-774-6770. And I'm going to say that again. Cubans and Haitians can seek help from Church World Service at 8491 Northwest 17th Street in Doral, or call 305-774-6770, okay? So, pass on the good news, folks. Anyone that you know who could benefit from this, please share the information, okay? All right. Uh, Canada seeks to attract internationally educated healthcare workers. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. International health care workers interested in migrating should consider Canada because of its friendly immigration system and the government support and investment in integrating these workers into the labor market. According to statistics, Two statistics can talk today. Canada in the first quarter of 2021, nearly one in every five job vacancies in Canada was in the field of healthcare and social assistance. Many of these vacancies in the healthcare sector go unfilled. Today, a persistent healthcare worker storage continues to ripple, or that should be shortage, I would think, not storage, continues to ripple the country. The federal and provincial governments have been considering solutions to the healthcare crisis, and part of that plan is to register more internationally educated health professionals. Internationally educated healthcare workers face barriers, including immigration and registration, with their prospective professional bodies to work in their field in Canada. Although this is so, many healthcare workers have successfully made the transition. According to the Canadian Institute for Health Information, internationally educated healthcare professionals already make up a significant portion of the healthcare workforce in Canada. The statistics at the organization showed that in 2021, 26.2% of physicians in Canada were internationally educated, which is a little bit more than a quarter of the physicians there. All right. Uh 22% of physiotherapists were internationally educated. 34% of pharmacists were internationally educated and 9% of regulated nurses were also internationally educated. All right. So, um there's talent from the international arena. So, if you are interested if things are not working out for you in your home country, and you're looking for better opportunity to advance and so on and so forth, Canada is welcoming you because they look at you as a benefit to their country. All right? So I know quite a few um, healthcare workers who have gone to Canada, works out for them, are going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to have more stories out of the Caribbean corner. Keep it locked. You
0: make me We can
4: thank you to everyone listening online thank you for tuning in to the quality music zone qmzradio.com for quality music while you work or play keep it logged on To www.qmzradio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on JohnnoRadio.com. Download the Johnno Radio app, J A H K N O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Johnno Radio, take us on the go. Thank you so much. Keep it locked.
5: One kiss tonight, kiss tonight. Give me just one kiss. We going one
2: kiss. We gonna surrender.
1: one kiss. You wanna kiss kiss tonight. I will I'm so easy. This life is so easy. I'll be your J You between me. You gonna give me twins and look ID.
2: I'm <laughs> a
1: Wine to your melody Baby be my I will be tonight
2: Eka wine to my melody Baby be
5: my money Make me carry One kiss Give me Oh Life is so sweet And not ready for rest in peace Protect me Every day And to the find out Guide me. i love my life so
4: I'm it, oh, it hey. i love my life so I'm it hey. hold on a second folks so Sunette just sent me an article um i'm sorry i Hold on, Vanessa. Bling, Ho- hold your horses. This for one? one second. not is this real? Yes, ma'am. It this, is real. This can't <clears throat> be real. This
12: cannot be real. It, it, it's real. We're not even in. We're not even in American news yet. This. I just. It is real. It is real. It is real. DeSantis is a disgusting, disgusting person, and people can't. People. I, I, I can't i have no words i'm so sorry it's like i saw the tweet this morning from um from an author she said to parents what are you doing about this and then she linked the article okay Oof. for everyone
4: who doesn't know i'm so sorry
12: yeah we're gonna um, talk about it right now scientists. yeah go ahead so moments you want to go ahead yeah and
4: go yeah ahead? Let, let me read this one real quick okay. folks i'm so sorry to you know stop the music But this right here needs all our attention. And you know what, DeSantis, if you're doing it for attention, you're getting just what you want. Yeah, but here we go. So Sanat just sent this over. It is courtesy of the Miami Herald. Florida athletes may soon be required to submit their menstrual history to schools. A proposed draft of a physical education form in Florida could require all high school student-athletes to disclose information regarding their menstrual history, a move that's already drawing pushback from opponents who say the measure would harm students. The draft, published last month by the Florida High School Athletic Association, a group that oversees interscholastic athletic programs across the state, proposes making currently optional questions regarding a student's menstrual cycle mandatory. That was reported by the Palm Beach Post. The form, if approved, would ask students if they've had a menstrual cycle and if so, at what age they they had their first period, their most recent period, and how many periods Have they had in the past 12 months? The questions have appeared in the state's athletics participation form for more than two decades, but have been optional. This is clearly an effort to further stigmatize and demonize transgender people in sports and meant to further exclude people who aren't assigned female at birth in girls sports. That's according to Max Spenning, who is president of Prism, a South Florida a nonprofit organization that provides sexual health information to LGBTQ plus youth. Beyond that, I think there is concern among LGBTQ plus and non LGBTQ plus students alike. This is an extremely invasive mode of gleaning into someone's reproductive history, which is especially dangerous in this post-ro world we live in. Issues related to school districts and the LGBTQ plus community have become more contentious over the past year. Last March, Governor Ron DeSantis signed the parental rights in education law dubbed by critics as Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill which prohibits instruction related to gender identity or sexual orientation in kindergarten through third grade and potentially restricting such instruction for older kids. A few months later, Miami-Dade School Board voted overwhelming against recognizing October as LGBTQ History Month, even though the board had voted seven to one to recognize that designation the previous school year. The FH. SAA board is set to discuss the potential mandate February 26 to 27 in Gainesville. The FHSAA did not respond to queries from the Herald on Thursday about the matter. The recommendation comes months after Palm Beach Post investigation showed some school districts store the students information online. Following the post's report, FHSAA's Sports Medicine Committee faced pressure to recommend updates to Florida's athlete registration form. While some committee members agree the information should be shared with schools, others argued coaches who aren't health care providers should not have access to someone's medical records, and I agree. Sonate, where are we going? Where are we really going?
12: To hell in a handbag. I'm sorry. Um, I if I have a parent in Florida, I am I'm I'm going to protest. That's what I'm doing. Because you have no right to my child's menstrual history. You have no, no right to knowing the gender identity my child was assigned at birth. You don't. You really, that's my business. If I tell you, here is my daughter and my daughter is ready for school, you should say, okay, ma'am, what do you want your daughter to study? And I'm going to tell you. And do you want your daughter to do a school dance? Do you want your daughter to do um, track and field? Do you want your daughter to do volleyball? Yes, I do. Could you sign her up for this? And I don't need you to ask me any other questions. Is she physically able to do it? Is she at the weight requirement? If that's a, a requirement, that's it. But you do not need to know what her menstrual cycle is. And if, um, if she has one or doesn't, that is deeply personal. That is, ex- <clears throat> I'm sorry. I am, it's, I really, I said yesterday, I got annoyed. I'm like, I need to call my cousin and see if she's okay. If she's gonna have her kids stay in school in Florida. And now today, because I, I know the child plays soccer. Soccer, it says you know the U.S. Yeah. but i know the child plays soccer down there so now like is this gonna be a requirement she's gonna have to talk about her 14 year old
4: cycle to to a school administrator are we kidding uh, I'm, I'm i'm done speaking but you know senator i think it goes even deeper roe versus wade abortion Absolutely. that's what they're trying to find out too Has your child had an abortion? Because if your child has had an an abortion, ooh, you are in trouble. The doctor is in trouble. You, the parent, are in trouble. That's, That's what they're really digging into. It's not just about, oh, we need to know if your child has had a menstrual, what the hell do you need to know if my if I have a daughter? How is that any business of yours? What you doing up in our womb? What you need with her uterus? How does her uterus affect you? And her ability to play sports? Invasive? Unnecessary? I don't see anything that justifies you needing to know. There is nothing here that is convincing. That's a reasonable reason for you to know about my child's vagina and what's happening in there. None whatsoever. Or really what they're trying to make sure is that your daughter
12: doesn't have a lack of a vagina. That's what they want. That is their their goal but just because my child was born in a vagina and she identifies as a girl she's still a girl she's a girl in my house she's a girl when i send her outside leave her alone
13: i'm done um, do you think it Median has anything people. to do with the vaccine as well hi Can jocelyn
4: you jocelyn. Jocelyn. Good morning. jocelyn you sound muffled you sound a little muffled i don't know if it's me i'm sorry no no no. go ahead now a little better a little bit yes
13: do you think uh, they're trying to evaluate the vaccine as well because i've read something about uh it disrupting the menstrual cycle either shorter or longer okay i'll have to dig up the article but do you think this is a way of like you said sometimes it goes deeper than what we see on the surface could it be yeah could could this have anything to do with the vaccine
4: not for Ronda Santos, Jocelyn. He is homo. He is so what you call it homophobic. He is against trans transgender. He's against women. So if it were somebody else, I'd probably say yeah. But him, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. no, not him. He has an agenda because yesterday we spoke about. Um, let me let me bring it back up because I. Oh lord i am seething yesterday was the second right yeah yesterday we spoke about him wanting okay what is today friday was it on wednesday yesterday yesterday so friday yesterday he
12: closed the deij in some places um in the schools he did new school he went in and had administration change to conservative head, the guy who's anti trans in a school that is pretty much for trans and people who don't identify as as heterosexual and inclusive he school. In. yeah exactly and and the day before he went to colleges and he wanted to cancel all their dij the day before that he wanted the names of all trans people Yep. um what was it what did he do before that because this week he has been on on just a tear
4: yep of disruption and hateful speech that's yep. that's what he's been on this week yeah so, so when it comes to the scientists justin unfortunately i can't think of it as being anything beneficial if he wants to know how it has affected a woman's menstrual cycle he can reach out to me i'll be happy to give him the information because i have been affected you don't need to know about my 14 year old child let the doctors gather that information compile data on a general level and send it over saying, listen, we have um, observed these groups 10 to 12, 12, 13 to 15, so on and so forth. But to single out, no, what does the school need to know my child's? If you want that information, go to the healthcare provider. You don't need to get that from my child's school. This is a direct attack on a certain group. Of people and as I've said multiple times the scientists you don't have to agree with people's lifestyles you don't have to like people's lifestyles but it does not give you the right it does not give you the right to alienate them from society and make it difficult for them to live to strip them of every right that they are entitled to just like everybody else you don't want them having healthcare benefits. You don't want them getting funding to go to college. You, what do you want to do? You know the scientists, you know they have a And you the people who are most homophobic usually end up with homosexual children. Think about that for a quick second. One of your pitney them a tree pitney you have. One of them either gonna be gay, bisexual, or straight transgender. Yeah. That hate you have. <laughs> I'm losing you there. My internet went out. I know you're probably not hearing me. My internet. Yeah, that's an iPhone crap. You know. No, it's my yeah. internet. It's, he, it's my internet, Chief. You ain't going to do that, Chief. You ain't going to do that. <laughs> my internet went out.
14: Don't be so defensive. I'm just <laughs> trying to troubleshoot.
4: Yeah, so y'all can carry on the conversation because you're only gonna hear bits and pieces of me while I wait for my internet to come back, Chief. <laughs> oh,
12: See, he cool. heard her talking about his dumb stuff, so he says, "Turn off the internet right there in the little community." Right okay, I,
11: I I was like, "Is she in the Matrix or is it my computer? Like, what's going on?" Me when too. Said I
9: name, left it
11: everything, everything just went black. <laughs> Can I jump yeah. in for a second, guys? Can y'all hear me?
12: Yes, please do.
11: So I agree 100% with what you ladies just said, but I was thinking back when I went to elementary school, and I know they. right now we're just speaking on athletes, but when I went to elementary school, they used to track our health, our vision. I mean, that's how I found out that I had sickle cells traits so they they obviously did blood tests but i'm like i got my cycle in second grade so i had to say that had to be part of my medical records as well and i'm not saying it's good or bad but i'm just saying i think they did this or they used to do this in new york back in the day
12: i went to school in new york too Javette. i've never been asked my cycle in school never ever I know that because I have my, my little me- medical record card. I, they tested because I was a immigrant, of course, um, that to make sure I took my DTAP and my, and all the, and measles and rubella mums, they'd never asked about anything having to do with my, um, with menstruation.
11: Did they ever check your vision and stuff? Like there was a day where we all had to go to the gym, to the nurse and they would take our height, they would take our hearing, they would take our vision. Did
12: you have that in school, Senet? I uh, I do not recall that because remember I I'd gone to the clinic when I first came. here, did all the tests, so I had all that record, if that information. But I never, I didn't get my period until way later, and so I was never asked about period if I had one or if I didn't have one. I, I maybe.
11: Well, I think I'm much older than you. I'm not really sure, but maybe they had stopped after a certain yeah, time. You're
12: just you're you're a few years older than me. I we we've uh, we're enough to hear what I'm you 65. said. I'm 46. Yeah, I'm 46. Okay, so, so that's a whole yeah.
11: like nine. There's a whole years decade difference. before between yeah, us. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Ah, ladies, I hope y'all can hear me. I'm back. We're good now. Yes, I can hear you now. All right, perfect. Thank you so much. My apologies to everyone who is listening online. I lost internet, but we are back. Um, this is ridiculous, in my opinion, right? In my humble opinion. So, I got
12: to
15: move my car. Oh, Sonny, the- I
4: just muted you. So then, oh, my God. Thank ah. you. No, that's fine. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, Javette. Go ahead. Did the article say why? <laughs> uh, let me go back. So, um on, let me go back. Bear with me one second. Okay, so hmm, a proposed draft of physical education form in Florida could require all high all high school student athletes to disclose information regarding their menstrual history, a move that's already drawing pushback from opponents who said the measure would harm students. Um the draft uh proposes making currently optional questions regarding a student's menstrual cycle mandatory um so before you had the option to um disclose now you will have to disclose they want to know if you've had a menstrual cycle at what age you had your first menstrual cycle when was your most recent menstrual cycle and how many periods have you had in the past 12 months the questions okay i'm scanning through here um this is clearly an effort to further stigmatize and demonize transgender people in sports meant to further exclude people who aren't assigned female at birth in girls sports it's all it's an attack on the lgbt
11: (laughs) so it's just like you said so it's just like you said
4: Mm -hmm. okay this is not for no vaccine not the santis not the santis But as I said, God has a sense of humor, you know. He has a sense of humor. He has a way of the very thing that you hate so much. being Or what about when his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer? He thinks that everybody that dealt with her was straight. Hmm? What about when his wife goes to the salon? I I hope he sees to it that they're all straight people. And the, the suits he's wearing, he may want to take them off. Don't to the brief or the boxers. I don't know what the hell he wear. But whatever he's wearing, get rid of them. Because when they talk about fashion, oh, that's their forte. They know how to make you look good in the clothes you wear. So everybody who is so homophobic, probably start making your own clothes. Because that's who make your clothes, boo. They're everywhere in the healthcare industry. The doctor, that's probably going to cut you open to save your life. Yeah. What you going to get up and say, oh, no, no, no. I'd rather die. No, you're not. The blood transfusion. that's No moments. There are people like that. The blood they're, transfusion. They're... Don't say that. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. 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 Well, then yes. I go dead.
11: And they accept it.
4: They accept the death yeah okay the blood transfusion do you know who donated the blood how do you know the person's sexual orientation how do you know to be fair
12: to be fair as a blood donor um that has been an exclusionary question for many many years so if you are homosexual you are you've been you're not able to donate blood in many places they only lifted it recently in san francisco only recently so it to be
16: fair, fair. i am a blood donor
12: yeah blood if you're homosexual you've precluded from from being a blood donor but what if i don't disclose it what if i do a blood test so so it's just men though if you're a man who have had intercourse with men since 1979 i believe the word the date was on it on the question there you weren't allowed but if you don't disclose it, then you don't disclose it. But most people are honest because you're, if you're giving blood, you are mostly an honest, nice person, right? You're not just somebody like, give me, like, there are very few people who buy blood anymore. Mm-hmm. So if you're selling blood, it's a different situation. You wouldn't need to be honest because you want some money right now. Right. But anybody who's doing it voluntarily, not getting anything from it other than, you know, the serotonin from feeling good that you have somebody else in your lifetime, they're not going to lie.
4: Right. Okay. Uh,
12: yeah. All so right. yeah, if someone's selling it, they they likely could lie about it.
4: Fair enough. Thank you. Thank you so much for clarifying that. But what about organ donation? The person just died. They were in a car accident. They died. You look under a driver's license, it says organ donor. The driver's license doesn't say what you are. What happens? You're going to say you don't want the heart. You're going to take the heart. And let's say you take the heart and then you find out because the family um, of that victim reached out to you and they're happy to hear the heart beating in your chest. And in conversation, you find out the person was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. What are you going to do? Tear the heart out? Ron DeSantis, as I said... And i have said several times you don't have to agree with someone's lifestyle and their choices but it does not give you the right to instigate hatred towards them to try to obliterate them from society don't do that don't do it leave these people alone they're not troubling you leave them alone you teach our children not to be bullies. Well, you're a bully. You're a bully. <sighs> yeah, we, we, we um, got off course, but I had to address it because every day is something new. Every, I wonder what he's drumming up for the weekend. What's going to come out on Monday? What are we going to be talking about him for the for the weekend? But you know, I strongly have a feeling he's doing all of this for likes. Because he knows the, 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 what you call it, far-right conservatives who are holier than thou, who have never committed a sin a day in their lives. They're the only ones who are going to be in heaven. They've never lied, never stolen, never cheated, never murdered, never done anything wrong in this life. They're the only ones who are going to be sitting at the pearly gates. He without sin cast the first stone. Some of you hiding behind curtains of filth and feel good To condemn others because your skeletons are not out there in the public eye. Where was I? Oh, stories out of Caribbean Corner, right? Let me get back on track. Nine-year-old's horrifying murder can only be described as evil, according to the Prime Minister. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. Prime Minister Andrew Holness has expressed outrage at the monstrous murder of nine-year-old Nikki Chinoel, who was found dead in her Hanover community on Wednesday night after she did not return home from school. Her horrifying murder is a shock to our collective conscience and sense of community and can only be described as evil, said Holness in a Jamaica House release on Thursday. She left home for school at approximately 7 a.m. on Wednesday, but did not return At her usual time her mother reported her missing and during a search in the community her body was found a suspect who was reportedly known to the girls family is now in police custody in the release on Thursday Holness offered his deep condolence and support to the young girls family as they try to make sense of her vicious murder Holness continued by saying that the society must never become numb to the increasing barbarity of violent acts But it is my understanding that this perpetrator is the mother's partner. The mother's partner. But usually when children are abused, it's usually at the hands of someone close, right? Close family member, close friend, someone who has access so you won't tell me no Mister man so we feel sorry for you and this is a human side of me kicking in sorry me most sorry for you a 10 year old that's what you find attractive you know on the mother so the, when you're with the mother is a 10 year old yeah think about you need a couple gunshots straight up and down i'm sorry they need to rape you and strangle you just as you did to that child. Rape you with a baton and wrap barbed wire Take a break. Take a break. Sorry. Take a break.
14: Yes, yes. So, <laughs> suru, suru, <laughs> suru, <laughs> suru, suru. <laughs>
12: Woo!
14: Listen, listen, it's listen. Children, me. man. Just, I know. Just have a seat. Listen. What you just said should happen to that person has probably already happened to that person. That's probably why they do what they do. Those those that we have to think about that. Hurt people, hurt people. The people who have the mental capacity to hurt a child has already had most most times has already had their childhood taken from them. They've become immune. To the, to the crime, to the, to the trauma, like they don't even identify with humanity anymore. Imagine what that child is going to have to go through. Imagine how many children went through it and never got counseling or media attention. What did they grow up to become? Unless some angel shows up in their life and decides to rescue them and say, that's not the way, it's not your fault that that happened to you abusers become abusers and the cycle continues because oftentimes that perpetrator gets double victimized again right we, we we pray that they get locked up you know injustice should happen but we pray they get locked up then they go into a cycle of continuous rape in an institution if they don't take their own life right and we so this is how this is how this is Eurocentric thinking. It's how America thinks. Right? You you have to kill you have to kill pain. You have to kill or it has to kill itself. Right? We 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 just gotta find man. I can, it's hard to define it's hard to describe, and I know we're on the earth, so I have to be very selective about what I say. But it's hard for us to imagine living in a sane country like we got the highest level of incarceration we got the highest level of child abuse we got the, like it's, it's so insane that we can be so civilized and so free yet be so oppressive to a point of normalcy and it hurts especially those of us who have those of you who are born children from your womb and you know what that means that you have children yourself who go out into this real world that has unreal behavioral practices that we witness every day you know and so it's like how do we what are we gonna do what are we gonna do how do we counter some of the abusive traits we see in our own communities or even in our own homes how many of us can say we don't have anybody in the prison system or inside some other institution in our own personal families. Like, what are the odds? That's what we're up against. And until we create cycles of healing and cycles of, of, of prevention, put preventionary measures in place where we know we don't need somebody's permission to be great. We don't need people's acknowledgement just because they have a uh, rule in a, in a particular nation or place or just because you have dominion or, or, or guardianship over somebody. Having guardianship doesn't make you a guardian. What does the word even mean? It means to guard something, to take guard. You got people who are in guardianship positions who should not be guardians, shouldn't even have a title like that. And we, so we're going to have to protect children at all costs even even what think about what we're talking about even with the the LGBT conversation you got people who authentically feel like that community is a is an affront against their own children because they have their own values so now you have a civil war taking place in the country based on sexual preference not human expi- not human preference we're the only country that will attach a a disposition of femininity or masculinity to a sexual product why do we do that it's like i, I know you, you just mentioned earlier about the person who sews your clothes and I, I know i'm going off tangent a little bit we talked about the person who sews your clothes i met a guy in africa who is cold-blooded at making clothes and i thought he was of a different persuasion and i was dead wrong i had his family and kids and I was like, whoa, I had that so wrong. Because I'm basing it off of what we see in the United States. The man was fluid, super fluid. He needed to do that. To be, he needed to be like that to work that fabric the way he did. Like he worked it like magic. But we attach something to something that doesn't belong there. So children, people see children and they say, oh, you got an innocent child. That's a, that's a product for me. Right. This 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 virgin product, this pure product that I can I can exploit, I can abuse, I can use. Where does that even come from? That's a whole freaking cycle. We could do a whole I could do a whole dissertation on the sexual dysfunction of the United States of America and its leadership. The deviation, all of that stuff is being ingrained that we put
4: more. Is it me or is it Chief?
14: Why are we why is
4: Chief we're losing you.
14: When you constantly expose people to criminal activity and sexual deviation, that what what you think is what you become. So we produce we 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 actually we actually create a product system for people who take advantage of underprivileged or, or, or people who don't who should have protection like children, like women. We produce an entire system, a social system that says it's okay. It's okay for a 10 year old to have an abortion or to be raped. Or to not have an abortion. like we put, Look at all the emphasis. Look at all of the energy that's placed on these conversations. And then think about who has the power. The person who has the power is dictating what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Even for the child who becomes a victim.
4: <sighs> you know what? Chief, thank you so much. I appreciate your speech. Thank you, ladies. Let me move on because, uh, yeah, the more I look at, I had to close out the article because it makes me angry. Who is protecting? And I think, not think, I know I'm angry because we're coming off of the heels of the C, um, whatever the abbreviation, CPFSA, where this lady, Gage Gray, allowed children in the care of the state, to be taken advantage of. We hear so many stories. So I do apologize for my being graphic. I do apologize for it. We have to be careful who we bring around our children. And you know, this idea, we need the man come and need the money. Move away from it. Move away from this thing where you look at a man as your only source of survival. Because when you look at a man as being God, as your source of survival, and the only way you're going to eat, breathe, sleep, then you're setting yourself up for destruction and your children for destruction. Stop it. Don't be so quick to bring a man around your children woman it's better you go out there and struggle and know your child's innocence is kept intact and now i've heard some stories disheartening and i wonder what are mothers thinking and people will say well you haven't walked a mile in their shoes so you can't judge them for their choices and you're right i can't but when it comes to children, they never asked to be here. Our job is to protect them so that they become whole citizens, not pieces. There are too many broken people walking around. Too many. And families need to stop this thing of covering up, allowing. Certain behaviors to continue. Fathers. Stepfathers. Uncles. Grandfathers. Brothers. Stepbrothers. Making advancements. Advances, sorry. I need to stop it. Stop. Do not let evil reside in you. When those evil thoughts come up in your mind, go to the sea, take a swim, something, do something. But do not trouble our children. Please leave our children alone. Please. Men Nobody's asking you to be in a relationship with a woman that you're not in love with. But we're asking you to be fathers to your children. We're asking you to have a presence in your child's life. We're asking you. Let them know that good men exist. If you're an uncle who can be of a sound presence in their life, show them the right way, please do that. Because we are aware that some, um, there are single mothers by choice, there are also single mothers by by divorce, single mothers by death. But if you can be a positive influence, you can change the outcome By changing their outlook. We have to do something. Stop worrying about hair and nails. Men, stop worrying about the latest shoes on your foot. And everybody want to be a Jenna Jenna. That's not what life is about, especially not when you have children. And men, if you're going to be with a woman who has children, understand your place. You're supposed to protect, not harm, not desecrate. And you're right, chief guardian. We don't know what that word means. I trust you to be around my children and this is how you betray my trust. And in this world, we need each other. Don't be fooled. We need each other. Men saying, boy, I'm to want a girl, I'm to want a woman, crosses and this and that. The only time you need them though is when it's for you to relieve yourself. Women, let's change the way we talk, change our vocabulary. We need each other. But before we get into relationships, let's make sure that we are whole. If we're hurt, let's make sure we're healed. Don't bring your trauma and project it onto an innocent child who has done you no wrong. Hurt people, hurt people, yes. Well stay by yourself in your hurt corner until you're healed. NCB, um the NCB Saint Anne fraud. Increases by U.S. $136,000. Story courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. The sum fleeced from National Commercial Bank's St. Anne's Bay branch has climbed by another U.S. $136,000. The court was told on Thursday that customers checked their accounts after Wealth Advisor Kadeen Thomas was charged with fraud and noticed irregularities. Thomas, who was granted bail during her second court appearance, is to return to court on May 10. When news of the fraud first broke, the sum in question was U.S. $30,000. During Thomas's first court appearance, the figure was placed at U.S. $143,000, and the court ordered her remanded to facilitate investigation into claims that three other clients were potentially her victims. Those claims have now added the additional U.S. $136,000 to the amount she allegedly stole, taking the total to U.S. $259,000, which is approximately $42.8 million Jamaican dollars. Thomas was subsequently granted bail in the sum of $5 million. According to Judge Lerona Montague-Williams, bail was determined based on the sum of money that was allegedly stolen. Thomas, who was employed to NCB for two and a half years, reportedly forged customers' signatures on a debit instrument, then debited their accounts and transferred funds to several accounts, including hers. She was charged with larceny and offenses under the Cyber Crimes Act. The conditions of her bail require her to surrender all her travel documents to the court and report to the police station nearest her home two times per week. Miss Thomas denies the allegations and she's eager to have her day in court, her attorney Matthew Hyatt told the Jamaica Observer. So, what are who are the other accounts that money went into? Because it said here that funds were transferred to several accounts including hers. How much was transferred into her account? How much was transferred into the other accounts? and who are the account holders of the several other accounts. That, that's, I'm waiting for that information. Finance Minister releases documents used to prevent SSL wind up. Okay, then, remember yesterday, we read the release from, um, whatchamacallit, we read the release from SSL, they issued a public statement, Well, now they're saying that they have proof of um, SSL wanting to wind up operations. So let me see if I have that sound, back. no, I don't. Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark has released the documents that formed the basis of the successful application for an injunction barring directors of the battled investment firm, Stocks and Securities Limited. SSL from voluntarily winding up operations. In a statement to the media on Wednesday, the director of SSL denied ever attempting to do so. The denial contradicted earlier claims by the finance minister that the directors had sought to wind up the operations of SSL. But Minister Clark has now put into the public domain the documents used to bar the directors' from completing the voluntary windup up of the scandal-hit investment firm. And I got the soundbite. Here we go. Document to his
6: Twitter account on th- the minister posted the document to his Twitter account on Thursday morning. It's titled, Companies Act Members Voluntary Winding Up. The document bears the signatures of SSL directors Hugh Crossgrey, Lawrence Adamson, Jeffrey Cobham, and Peter Nibber. The declaration is made in the presence of two Justices of the Peace and signed January 15, 2023. The gentlemen signed a declaration affirming that they had made a full inquiry into the affairs of Stocks and Securities Limited, SSL. They affirmed that the inquiry had led them to conclude that the company would be able to pay its debts in full within 12 months of the start of winding up activities. The directors then affixed a statement of the company's assets and liabilities. Section 277, subsection 1 of the Companies Act of 2004 prescribes the declarations made by the SSL directors as a necessary step in the process of winding up a company. It's understood that the winding up attempt was the reason of the Financial Services Commission, FSC, seeking and receiving an injunction in the Supreme Court constraining the SSL directors. As part of the court's orders, SSL is prevented from disposing of or dealing with assets and liabilities in SSL's name or its clients' names, withdrawing, transferring or otherwise dissipating any funds from accounts in its name. The directors are also barred from interfering with the acts of servants or agents of the FSC and a temporary manager and to comply or otherwise cooperate with their directions. The securities firm is further prohibited from winding up or dissolving the company and liquidating the assets and from reorganizing the company or its operations. Investigators assigned to the Financial Investigation Division, FID, the Fraud Squad, Major Organized Crime and Anti-Corruption Agency, MOCA, are receiving assistance from the U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigations, FBI, in probing the multi-million dollar fraud. Shaloi Michael for Nationwide News.
4: Oh, boy, this is just a real movie going on in Jamaica right now. Real movie. We, we just continue to eat our popcorn and see how it all unfolds. In our next story, also courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM.com, PPVs not rolling with car seat
6: mandate.
7: Players in ...must now have a car seat on hand if they intend to transport any children under the age of 12. I need to ask a question because I forgot.
4: At what age do children in the U.S. stop using a booster seat? It goes by age and
12: weight. In California, eight years old, Um, and they have to, I I don't remember the weight requirement, exactly I know my child was beyond the weight requirement for a while because she's tall and thick but her age she only turned eight last um, last year so as soon as her birthday came around she's like can I get rid of it can I get rid of it and we said yes but watch this little girl yesterday or two this more Monday you know the booster seat was good because the, the seat belt didn't really touch close to my neck and I'm like okay so we have to get me a booster seat again but um that was me going off on a tangent but, <laughs> It's, it's, it's by age and weight and all states are not the same I will tell you California was one of the stricter ones mm-hmm. so 12 seems extremely high when he said that if you're it, it, if the 12 year old is underweight then maybe they have to stay for a while because they, they did recently
4: change that okay so let me put my son's business out there son number 3 his girlfriend, she's she probably about four feet tall, four or five. Give her that much. I feel tall when I'm next to her. And Marlon teases me that I need a booster seat. So she's little. <laughs> she could easily be mistaken as someone who needs to be in a booster seat. You know what? Um, 12, I think. My friend, go ahead, go my ahead, go has ahead. A friend of mine, she has her
12: ten-year-old still in a in a um not even the booster seat, the car seat, the one that has the sides and the backs and the headrest, the whole thing. She's she's a little bit anxious, I will say, but her ten-year-old is is thin. My my kid is eight, and there are she's a smidge taller than him. So it all depends on that. It's it's not just age; it's age and weight and height. So it's, it's all combined. All
4: right. Well, in Florida, Senate, Florida law requires children age five and under to be secured properly in a crash tested federally approved child restraint device. Of course, children zero through three must be in the car seat. But after that, it's booster seat until age five. And then after that, toss it out. <laughs> they don't have to be in one. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. However, um, they do recommend that children should remain in a booster seat until they're eighty pounds or taller than four nine. That's their recommendation, but you're not penalized for it. I don't know where them get twelve from. But anyway, let's listen to the, the sound. Dictably,
7: players in the transport industry are not willing to play ball. President of the Transport Operators Development Sustainable Services, Todd's, Edgerton Newman, says compliance is almost impossible.
17: There's no way, no way that a taxi should be asked to have a child restrained seat. Although we understand the safety of our people, we want to reduce fatal crashes. But having a child restrained seat is not practicable from a financial and health perspective.
7: The regulation, which took effect on Wednesday, has caused members of the St. James Taxi Association to stop transporting small children. The president of the association is Dion Chance. And I will be instructing my members
18: from the St. James Association not to carry any children because it's not worth it and I'll take it on the street. What we are doing now as taxi operators is subsidising the fear of children when we charge 50% of the non-compensation from government. Mm-hmm. You see these people who are making these laws and government road courts and all of that. They are not in touch with reality. People in Jamaica are behaving like if we live in a bubble. I like Jamaica is exceptional to everyone. The
7: persons who make these laws, I was listening to the Frenchman, you know, mm-hmm. about taxing man not being exempted. These people are not in touch with reality on the ground. But president of the National Parent Teachers Association, Stuart Jacobs, believes disgruntled taxi drivers must give consideration to the safety of children. No, I think they should, should
17: buckle down. Buckle up and and buckle up um, our children. They need to confirm and understand that um, as the nation develops into being safe for its children, safe for its citizens, then they are to adjust and and, and, and not um, go against what is um, the new norm.
7: Jacobs is urging parents to lead the acceptance of the new requirement under law
17: don't be irresponsible. Um, if you if you're carpooling, um, take along your car seat, invest in it, keep it in your friend's, friend's car, you know, or you take it with the, each time that your child is, is picked up, um, be the responsible parent, and, and chop your child down, um, because it has proven, as I said earlier, it has proven to, um, to have saved lives, and it has proven to not maim, and dismember, um, um,
7: our kids Gay banton for nationwide news there's no way
17: no way that a taxi should be asked to have a child restrained seat although we understand the safety of-
4: and i played that part again because i want to know are taxes in the states required mandated to provide um uh child restrained seats they
12: are not that you know when i was in new york just before we left they started some like uber and lyft some of the drivers would carry seats with them so if you're looking for a taxi you would look for one that had a car seat you can actually specify that as a request and they would pull out their little mobile um seat from the back from the trunk put it in the car for you and your child um i started to she was my kid was um two so she needed a seat so i had my my um i have my extra what you call it car seat of course but that's that's one thing i knew that i had to be responsible for but if i was unable to like in the process of moving most of my stuff was gone i had to rely on people who um who had those car seats in the car so but i as far as i know it is not required some did it because they were used to having children in their car so they had extra seats for them
4: okay thank you thank you Senate. So I wanna know which countries they studied because the Minister of Transport did say um, that they have seen it all over the world and it's mandated. Okay, so I, I'm just wondering where he saw it. But I will be the right. from the Central Association not to carry any
18: children because it's not worth it and I take it on history. What we are doing now as cox operators is subsidizing the fear of children. When we charge 50%, you don't know compensation from government. Mm-hmm. You see, these people who are making these laws on the government, road course, and all of that, they are not in touch with reality. People in Jamaica are behaving like if we live in a bubble. And like Jamaica is exceptional to everywhere. The persons who make these laws, I was listening to the gentleman, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
18: about tax man not being exempted. These people are not in touch with reality on the ground. No, I think they should,
17: should buckle down, buckle up, and, and buckle up um our children. They need to confirm and understand that um as the nation develops into being safe for its children, safe for its citizens, then they ought to adjust and and, and, and and not um go against what is um the new norm. Don't be irresponsible. Um if you if you're carpooling um, take along your car seat, invest in it, keep it in your friend's friend's car, you know, or you take it with you each time that your child is, is picked up. Um, be the responsible parent and, and chop your child down um, because it has proven, as I said earlier, it has proven to, um, to have saved lives and it has proven to not maim and dismember um, um, our kids
4: so yesterday i saw a couple of videos of um disgruntled parents one woman she was making her way home with two small children the taxi man said i don't have car seats I'm not taking them and even if he had the car seats im not them because you don't charge minors so he would be running he would only be able to hold Two people, two paying adults in his vehicle. That's a that's a loss of income for him. It, one video pointed out that many of the taxi operators not even working, is them don't even own the car. They have to turn over a certain amount of money to the people for whom they're driving. Another setback. Them said them not take it because them not take the $5,000 fine if they are caught transporting someone without a child restraint now while I agree that there needs to be safety measures in place I don't think they thought this through properly before enforcing the rule another video I saw the young lady said this is, you know, she really went below the surface. She said, this is a direct attack on taxi drivers for people to abandon the taxi drivers and go to the J U T C or whatever the, the acronym is and use the government method of transportation. However, the J U T C buses are only in the corporate area. They're not in the in the rural areas. Not in St. Elizabeth, not in St. James, not in St. Anne, and so on and so forth. One person said, What well, then? If they want us to take the JUTC buses, then see to it that the, bu- the buses are in proper working order. Because it is not fair for them to be in buses that they allow the drivers and the conductors to cram. With people standing, nobody should be standing in these buses, but they have people standing up in these buses, no seats. The seats are filthy. Um, No proper ventilation, air circulation, poor. So there are things that need to be addressed. Another person aired their concern and said, The issue with a lot of these politicians is that if they're not the ones dropping their children off at school or wherever, they have drivers that drop off the children or they can afford to hire a taxi just to carry their child. Many people can't. The day-to-day person cannot do that. And what they are further doing is pauperizing those who are already struggling and it's always the poor that get hit and these are all valid concerns so you're telling me that i'm to cut my daily income from ten thousand dollars to five thousand dollars well guess something now i going to do it you know i better find another way to transport them that's what that's that's the uh, thinking because of oh, the ten thousand know, in normally may have a turnover a uh, uh, 5,000 to the, the, the owner of the vehicle, and me keep 5,000. But now, when you cut me down to 5,000, what in that, it for me? How am I supposed to look after my family now? The math's not working out, the economics not working out. They're not saying, you know, they don't agree with the safety. What they're saying is it's the way they're going about it, and they don't think they thought this thing through. I know I've taken taxis here. Menosena car seat. Menosena. Go right ahead. James, good morning.
19: Morning, morning everyone. Yeah, I think that they need to retract this because yeah, because even the even the options because they're telling the taxi drivers they need to do that. But the options like the JUTC and those other public transportation, they don't have they don't even have seat belt. Much less car seat for kids, so it's not the same thing. <laughs> and if first world countries are are struggling because, like, even in Canada, like a lot of provinces, um, it, it it comes up occasionally about um, fitting like the school bus, making the school bus more safe, like with um, seat belt and 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 booster seat and stuff like that. And even first world countries are struggling with that. Much less, you know, like. You know, Jamaica with with like a broken transportation system, and in some cases, like a non-existent transportation system in in, in certain rural areas. So, yeah, like because the taxi drivers, some taxi drivers, this is not even going to face them, because a lot of them didn't even want to pick up kids anyway. So these this is going to be on single mothers and and parents like trying to get their kids to to school and and. Back and forth. And that's not fair to them. So, yeah, they need to retract it.
4: Yep. Retract. Review it. And what, what would we use? What could we recommend? Because I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I don't have an answer right now. What would be a reasonable recommendation so that children are kept safe? Now, imagine a single mother who has to walk a couple um, hundred feet, half a mile, whatever, to get to a taxi stand. She have the pitney in our hand, bag on our shoulder, plus a car seat in our hand, A booster seat in our hand. Is that practical?
19: But said, but can they use the, the old airplane method where the child is young and, and you, you wrap the child around you and put the seat belt? That that worked on the airplane back in the day, so that can work. You know,
20: depending on the age of the
19: child.
4: It's worth exploring
20: definitely right. Let me ask a question. Yeah, Anyone sorry. here from New York? Like uh, they, they 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 still do like the dollar cap. I know it's not a dollar anymore, but they still do that.
12: They still have them. Yeah, they still have the dollar cap.
20: Do like how the how those the are not even legal. They're
12: not even legal or regulated. So people if they have the penny, they put them on on the lap or squeeze them in between oh. somebody else.
20: So it's not regulated. And, it's not no, the, the
12: dollar dollar vans are absolute and Cal, They're not regulated. I would not put. I did not take my child with them. I wouldn't do that because you have to jump in and out. You have to be fast. You can't have a toddler or a little person with you unless you you have one who can walk and talk and and the squeeze between two people. That no.
20: So so my concern is the safety issue, right? I feel that parents should walk with their own booster seat. I don't think they should be taking any robot taxi, as we call them in Jamaica, because of the safety issue. So I just think they should just take a regular private taxi, and carry their own seat, or just use the public transport. But I, I know it's on away, way, but like it, it, it's not safe.
12: I hear what you're saying. I really, I really hear what you're saying. But let me tell you how my, the last time I was in Jamaica, and, and yes, it was eight years ago, right? Um, and even the time before that, because I was pregnant and it was a different situation last time I was there. But I went to see my, um, I was staying with my friend who lived in Tucker in, in St. James. And so it's outside Montego Bay by about five miles, maybe less, maybe three miles. So you take a taxi, you go down to the middle of Montego Bay, you you're you line up an all-in taxi there. And they just pick you up and you squeeze in and say, three more forgot the hill, three more here, two more there, right? So you'll get in a taxi. It's not regulated. It's not a Montego Bay or St. James regulated bus system. You have to squeeze in. And how many people have their children? A whole lot of them. Because children are coming from school too. I went to school in Montego Bay. And I lived up the hill. I didn't live in Tucker. I was farther up. And so as a 11-year-old, I was on a bus going, Shalman bus up the road to Maroon Town. Right? These people, they have no choices. There's, we don't, they cannot, it's beautiful. And like the taxi man said, you're not living in in reality, I'm, I'm sorry to say. Security and the safety of children is important, paramount, because they heard me screaming about it earlier mm-hmm. in a different circumstance. But right now, when you're talking about taxis and you want people, it's even a livery cab where those are regulated. It's people who making some money to take people up and down the hill and they have to get there. They don't have any other choices.
20: I totally you really don't and, and I agree I agree with you when you, you put it that way. And and the yeah, taxi driver. Yeah. I heard that part. They're, they're not living yeah. in reality. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I wish you, you were sure that we were a
12: fully developed country, you know, that, that everything was developed and everybody had the the, the money and the the, the the sense to go buy those car seats. I have a mini one in my closet. It's on the top. You, it fits like, it weighs about three pounds, and you can spread it open so the kid's um hips and butt can fit in it if I needed to put her in a car seat. And it's just like it has the loop so you can hook it onto the seatbelt so there's a little extra cushion and knowing that there is some security. But that thing, um, I think it costs maybe $30. Somebody gave it to me because they'd had it for their child. And those things expire after about eight years. So it's so much. And I'm going to stop and be talking because I'm delaying the subject. But yeah, it's, I think it's completely outrageous for them to even think that that will happen in Jamaica when they don't have it all regulated yet.
4: Exactly. That's Thank you. Thank you, Senedd, for breaking it down like that. Thank you for asking the question, Dre. It's not practical. As sing, let, let us think about single mothers. If nobody else who are already already struggling, no, you're forcing them to struggle more. Them have to go walk with them, picking them. They cannot tax in a one and carry them. And I'm not going to say I'm, I can't wrong the taxing man them. I can't. I can't. So what's going to give? Because if you're saying they can't, charge the minors. Charge the mother for the minor seat. Which is another imposition on the mother for her to go pay. Let's say it's $150 one way. Right? No, she to pay $300. Let us say she's a household helper. She has to pay $300 to drop off her pitney at school or whoever, go and watch the pitney VR, and then another $300, $600 a day, Six dollars how much that? $3,000, what's the minimum wage in Jamaica? There are some people who are not even getting $10,000 a week in Jamaica, so you're asking her to shell out $3,000. Is it practical, Mr. Prime Minister? Mr. Minister of Transport, is it practical? Would you be able to afford it if you were a gardener and you were taking your children, and I'm I'm taking it right down to the folks that earn the least. If you were a gardener and you're only getting $10,000 a month, Mr. Prime Minister, would you be able to transport your child in a car seat and pay two adult fare? Knowing that that's $3,000 coming out of your gross pay versus 1500 And you still have to buy your groceries, uh, Mr. Um, Prime Minister, because you have to feed your family. And you have to put aside something for the light bill, which you don't want to subsidize, Mr. Prime Minister. How are we to do it, Mr. Prime Minister? Please tell us, because we don't know how to do it. We stretch thin. We stretch thin. So you're going to have to go back to the drawing board, all of you in cabinet. Go back to the drawing board. Get back in touch with reality. A lot of you have drivers whose wives or girlfriends (laughs) are feeling it. Talk to them. Hear what I'm going to say. As you come down Russell Heights to Barbican. As you come off the hill. The various hills. Stony Hill, Jack's Hill, Red Hills. Whichever hill. Where you see the helpers walking up in the morning time. Stop and ask them. Have a conversation with them. You never know if you ask them can I have them in our house. Not the living ones, but I want you to ask the ones that have to go about daily, who go home every day and come to work every morning. Ask them. The ones who have children or who are raising their grandchildren. Stop and have a conversation with them while you're dressed in your suit, heading to your offices, wherever your offices are located. And that's a great question, Sonnet. Are car seats mandated for private vehicles now in Jamaica? I think Marlon asked that question yesterday and I I didn't have the answer. So let, let me see now with the new Traffic Act. Um if it's mandatory, because if it is not, now you have another problem. Hmm. Now we have another problem. Because if it's mandatory for one, it should be mandatory. If you're gonna make it mandatory for uh taxi operator it ought to be mandatory for a private citizen shouldn't it be Hmm. let's see Are car seats mandatory oops i'm typing slow please bear with me for private v cars in jamaica in jamaica let's see what it says all passengers under the age of three are required to be placed in a car seat. Hold on. Let me see. Car seat laws in Jamaica. Tripadvisor.com. Um, let me see what they're saying. Legally, any child that is old enough to sit in a seat with a lap belt is fine doing such. Hmm. Doesn't seem to be enforced not sure what the new law says i'm not seeing an update there but right now um it's not saying anything hmm. it's not saying anything
19: in you know what moments this this new law seem like um more opportunities for the scammer police than for for, for pull on on people and, and take more money and I'm kinda I'm disappointed that they didn't even correct correct that. You know that um a police officer should never like because the, the only reason why police officers um threaten people with with um to give them money in Jamaica is because they can't take away a car. Like if if there's nowhere at all that they can put your car in a tow truck, then I think people take their chances and You know for years now that system the government see like the corruption that that's coming out of that system and and even in this law they didn't even change that and that's disappointing you know they should have changed that that to get rid of tow truck the tow truck industry a hundred percent when it comes on to like um police officers using tow trucks to to get rid of um um put people vehicle on it um because that would cut they're their hustling and they didn't address that in this. So mm-hmm. that's, that's very disappointing.
4: Huh. All right. So let's, uh, thank you, James. Let's go inside the new Road Traffic Act and Regulations, courtesy of JamaicaObserver.com. Let's hear what it says. The Road Traffic Act, which took effect on Tuesday, has sharply increased the penalties for several offenses. Here are some of the penalties and the fines. One, a motorist who fails to yield the right-of-way to an emergency vehicle, will be fined at twenty five thousand dollars driving a vehicle closer than 50 meters behind an emergency vehicle or stopping a vehicle within a hundred meters of where the emergency vehicle has stopped will attract a fine of five thousand dollars so when you're driving folks make sure you walk with a measuring tape when you stop get out measure the distance because you don't want to be fined at five thousand dollars okay A motorist who uses a wireless communication device while driving as well as smoke marijuana while attempting to or driving will attract a fine of $10,000. So if you're sitting in your car and you park up on that tree, come out of the car and go stand up and smoke your marijuana. Okay. All right motor vehicles and cycles whose muffler systems exceed 85 decibels will attract a fine of ten thousand dollars while small trucks must not exceed 90 and large trucks 95 decibels so for all on who loves soup up the car them i love souped up cars For all on who loves soup up the car them and on the bikes with don't know, shut it off it ain't gonna fly in jamaica anymore Thank you for taking the fun out of motorbikes and fast cars, okay? Uh, you will be fined $10,000, so get your muffler system and check. Motorcyclists will also be fined $10,000 for doing a wheelie on roads. Please do that off-road. Yeah, find those private tracks and do it there. Don't do it on the road because it is kind of dangerous, okay? People operating a vehicle that is not insured will face a fine of $20,000. Uh, why is the fine less than that of an emergency vehicle if you're f- failing to yield the right of way? I think driving without insurance should be a hundred thousand dollars and a vehicle not fit up on a road without insurance. That's me personally. Um Operating a motor vehicle fitted with or which displays lamps emitting a blue light uh will attract a fine of fifteen thousand. See, so, you know, I, I spoke about this the other day. Sometimes you're going along a two-lane road here and you're blinded, well, in Jamaica, no, uh, $15,000. Using a revolving lamp used to warn other motorists and indicate priority of movement in traffic will attract a fine of $10,000. Let that one speak out to all the police officers who are not going to wear, but want tonne turn on siren because they know us don't let the traffic for go up a whole road. Stop it. Or if we get through the, the traffic on Washington Boulevard. We we'll don't have no crime scene attending to. They need to find a way in those vehicles. Need to find a way that once them turn it on, it sends an alert. So now them have to report to base exactly what crime scene or accident scene them going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I hope they know they're going to be finding the police officers for this one if they're caught doing that. Yeah. Um, unlicensed driving schools can be fined up to $100,000 in the parish court while failure to prominently display the valid license or certified copy of license of a driving school will attract a charge of $10,000 a fine of up to $300,000 or imprisonment for up to six months will be given for falsely advertising that a person is the holder of a license to operate a driving school? Drivers who damage a road sign with a motor vehicle will be fined $50,000, while those who stop a motor vehicle at any point within 12 meters of either side of a bus stop sign erected on the same road will be fined $10,000. So here's what I'm going to suggest you do, uh, Minister of Transport. In light of this, because we're not going to be walking around with yardstick measuring tape and all of these things, see to it that it is marked out on the road. Please, just as you would do pedestrian crossings, you want to mark, have a section marked off. Do not stop. No stopping. No parking. Whatever. Put that there. Don't set people up. Do not set people up. I see it happening. Okay? Just put it on the road on a sunday when it's usually quiet, have parish council go out there and have them people mark it off okay so now when it's marked we can't say that we didn't know i'm just asking you to help me help you okay motorists carrying dangerous goods without the appropriate transport emergency cards and manifests can be fined up to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in the parish court Or be imprisoned for five months if drivers transporting dangerous goods are not certified to do so they will be fined $20,000 and $25,000 for transporting a passenger who is not appropriately qualified hazmat that's what they're talking about motorists who permit a person to travel or drive in or on a motor vehicle or trailer with parts of their body protruding beyond the sides or rear of the vehicle will be fined $5,000. So everybody who love hop on the back of the trucks that are going up hills or along the highways because you want you want boomer ride, you, you know, you jump on, you do your thing, stop, stop it. Number one, you are risking your life. Number two, you are going to cause the driver who don't even know say around they forget a fine. Bus drivers, please see to it that your conductors are not hanging outside the vehicle when them going up and down. One, what one already or two, what, what whatever them say. Please see to it that your conductors are inside the vehicle door is closed because yes it is dangerous all right failure to do so five thousand dollar fine um a load on a motor vehicle or trailer that projects more than cent 30 centimeters beyond the rear of a vehicle without the use of a required warning device to indicate the length or width of the projection will attract a fine of fifty thousand dollars so if you want to ship down a little trailer to Jamaica. And hitch it on to your pickup or your SUV. See to it that you get the proper certification in place and display whatever signs you need to display. Next up, people who do not tow a motor vehicle on a toll road using a tow truck will face a monetary penalty of $20,000. Uh, I, can I argue that one? Not everybody can afford the $20,000 when the car broke down. So you know the old time style, if you grew up in Jamaica, I'm sure you saw this, that so people use rope to tow the vehicle. Why can't we allow that? That's dangerous.
12: That's dangerous. You got rope can brush. Come on.
4: <laughs> but so that everybody can't afford a tow truck. Then fix the car when it broke down. Wife is in the dead of the night. What we do we do? Leave to... it some money in the car no way. Lord have mercy, Sonnet. Remember <laughs> them teeth and other people. They year, go back there, your car gone. Or somebody can hold you up while you wait for somebody to come fix the vehicle. I, uh, uh, I, I, I understand, yes, the rope can break. But um, don't they, they sell... Reasonable um things that could be used in lieu of a tow truck. No, know no, the no one they kinda harsh. Twenty thousand dollars to not use a tow truck. I see government officials making sure them buy a couple tow truck, right? No and put them on the road. Just saying. <laughs> well, folks, if you're smart, anyone listening and who wants to get to get into the tow truck business, here is an opportunity for you, right? To the people them, but nobody kill them. Nobody overcharge them, especially if they're not going a far distance, all right? Be reasonable. <laughs> so, folks, that was a look into the new Road Traffic Act and regulations. Uh, we didn't see anything about car seats as it relates to private passenger vehicles that are used for personal use, not those that are used as taxes, Okay. Uh, not sure I guess we'll have more information as time goes on and that story wraps up the news out of the Caribbean Corner gonna take another quick break we're gonna go into the Friday Mix Freestyle Friday right here on Coffee and Toe when we return we have stories more stories for you and more conversation keep it locked for
8: My heart beats for you every time when I think of you I don't know I, I, I feel loved again. I don't want to wait for days. Let me have you in my arms again. Please shake okay. okay. back. Okay.
4: everyone listening online on Janoradio.com and QMZradio.com. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you for tuning in to Coffee Intel World News on the go. Keep it locked. I
1: don't know Angelina
4: sticking around it is time for us to get back to business and now it's time for stories out of latin america zeli unidad flores missing 21 year old black girl in grave danger after she called her mom from tijuana saying she was going to die The story is courtesy of tsr the shade room.com ah yeah yeah let me scroll down here okay so a 21 year old black woman who has gone missing may be in grave danger after she told her mother on the phone that she was in tijuana and she was going to die the fbi field office in las vegas are now seeking the public's help in finding zaley unidad flores who was last heard from on january 12 the same day of that fateful call to her mother april reed according to nbc san diego Zelie flores is described as a five foot six five feet six inches woman with brown eyes brown skin roughly 140 pounds who is also known to go by luna uni and zay she frequently char- changes her hair color however it is usually colored brown black or partially copper Flores has ties to a variety of locations, including Detroit, Michigan, Maricopa County, Tucson, Phoenix, Levine and Marana, Arizona. The Slauson Avenue and Skid Row areas of Los Angeles, California, Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada, as well as Idaho, the outlet reports. Uh, As for distinguishing factors, she has scars on her left arm and hand, as well as her right wrists, with vertical scars on her palms, per the FBI. What is described as cigarette burn marks cover much of her left and right shins. Her mother went on to say that her daughter sounded incoherent the last time they spoke. Reed contacted law enforcement about her family, Uh, when she began receiving random messages through social media for very low ransoms of about $750, according to NBC. Her alleged boyfriend, 43-year-old Ricardo de la Torre, had sent screenshots to her mother of a Facebook page filled with posts about Zaley and that the person behind the page is the one asking Reed for ransom money. De La Torre added that he and her daughter had traveled to Tijuana to look at apartments before she started acting strange and suddenly disappeared. Reed, who admits her daughter has a history of drug abuse and mental illness, says she has been mostly estranged from Zelie over the last three years. While her mother says she had pulled dramatic stunts in the past, This situation seemed more extreme. Meanwhile, the FBI is currently involved in the case alongside the U.S. Embassy in Tijuana. Check with the man. When was the last time the man saw her? They went to Tijuana together to look for apartments. Is this man also on drugs? Does this man also suffer from Mental illness, uh, drug abuse, is he abusive? Unfortunately, we have to start there. That's what I'm thinking. Marlon, you always watching these crime shows. What you say? Uh, and the the ransom low amounts. Hmm. But a mother's intuition, you know, when you get that gut feeling that This time, this is different. I say, start with the man. What do you? What What does everyone say? Start with the hymn.
13: I say, start with sharing your location with the people who truly love you. I have a thirty year old daughter, and you know she doesn't want to do stuff like that, but it can save your life. And you know, just keep in touch with people. Let them know what you're up to. Um, prevention is better than cure, um, yeah, um, usually they look at the people uh, that's close, you know, husbands, wives, boyfriends, they look at those people first, family members, and it does some suspicious, you know, what happened here, I hope, I, I, I hope she's safe. I
4: hope so too, I really hope so too. Um low ransom she probably was already dead Ooh, dre i hope not i hope the low ransom is because the person asking for the money is on drugs let me think that way i don't want to think she's already dead i want to think um they're looking for money to purchase drugs or to get by how you feel dre (laughs) you put it in the chat if you can't talk
20: No, I just, just, it's just how I feel. Like you, you, if someone is alive, you're not going to ask for low ransom. So Mm
2: -hmm.
20: person probably already dead. And they just like, screw it. This is Mexico. We just try to get some money, you know, um,
4: 700 can go far away in Mexico.
20: $700. Yeah. Uh, Seven hundred dollars can't go far away nowhere. It can not get you by though a lot of places, but uh, ain't no far away, you know. But yeah, um, you, people just have to be careful when they go over to Tijuana. Is like over fifteen hundred people missing last year alone. Woo! In 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 Tijuana, so people have to be careful with with her. You know, not not victim blaming or anything like that. It's just I'm trying to figure out what is going on here. The story,
4: right?
20: Um, she seems very unstable. See all over the place. Um, yes. Tucson. You notice um, that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, LA because it's a skid row. Then skid, San Diego. Yes. Uh, yes, yeah, San Diego. Um, all over the place. So, and she's looking apartment in Tijuana. Mm. Sound like drugs. Because tijuana is the border is Omega Julia, uh, or prostitution. She involves in, she in the she in the underground world. That's what I'm getting from everything. Not victim mm-hmm. blaming mm-hmm. nobody come mm-hmm. at me. I'm just trying to like no, put I see the pieces what you're saying. together. You have to but think she, like a cop. Yeah, I think she's in the underground world and that's where the low that's where the ransom come in. Okay. they 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 want back something that she took from them or the boyfriend or whatever. But start with the boyfriend.
4: Yeah, definitely. Start with him. Yeah.
19: Thank yeah, you, it's, Dre. It sounds like some type of pimp stuff. Maybe the boyfriend is like a pimp. That's hmm. what it sounds like to me because the different locations and and um a lot of times drug go hand and hand with, with, with prostitution and stuff like that. So maybe... Th- that's what it sounds like to me. Some... Either the boyfriend is a pimp, or um, you would not want to think that she would be involved with that because then that would be like really gross. But yeah, sound like a pimp.
20: And Tijuana, Tijuana has the big red light district where you know the Americans go for the weekend and do the buy the prostitutes and then stop there. So that's why like apartment in Tijuana, and she just all over the place and. I don't know
4: drug abuse history, mental illness. Perfect um, concoction for um yeah. So uh, what is this? She was the mother, somebody named Saint Lawrence Shorty put up a post saying that she was with this forty-three-year-old man, who said that they got split up in a crowd, but he has taken his ass back to California. Hmm. Okay. You know what, Dre? You may have a point right there when you say dead. And this, he, but they can, um, if 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 a cell phone is what is used to send these messages asking for ransom, they know, they, they're able to pick it up off of a tower, right? Because it has to ping off of a tower. Could it be that he's the one that sends, or is sending messages so to try to cover his tracks now. Oh CSI, where are you? Um SUV, where are you? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You might have a point, Dre. Yeah, no more I think about it. She's only twenty one years old with a forty-three year old. Mm. All right. I hope they find her. I hope they find her alive. On to the international scene. Britain is angry and divided and the Tories don't get it. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. There are reasons why half a million people are on strike in Britain. The reasons are low wages, poor working conditions, poverty and stress. During the COVID-19 pandemic, public sector workers, particularly health service and local government, worked incredibly hard in often very difficult conditions in order to deliver a health service and were applauded by everyone. They are now being told, we can't afford to pay you properly. We're going to continue underfunding all those services and now... You are officially an enemy of what the government is trying to achieve. Well, people do not like that and people are very angry about that. It is an unhappy, unsettled and divided country being fed a diet of excessive nationalism and excessive patriotism. This needs fixing as a society, not by individual endeavors and sharp elbows. You go to people's homes and there is hardly any food in the house. Oh, it sounds like my house. They cannot afford to keep the lights on, cannot afford to heat the house. Children go to school hungry. There is a real issue of injustice and inequality. There is no shortage of food in the country. There is a shortage of the ability of public services to ensure that people can survive. And it all basically comes down to the level of wages that we have. We are obsessed, as this government is, with the privatisation of public services, with the disempowerment of working class communities, and the promotion of individual at the expense of the collective. They have tried to turn Britain into an individualistic society rather than the post-war consensus, which was much more of a communal society. Parliament has passed a bill that gives the government the power when forced people to go to work, even though they are exercising the rights that they have to take industrial action, that to me is a threat to the rights and liberties of people. The government has completely misjudged the public mood, and many people who themselves are either unemployed or not in a union feel that the union leaderships are acting for them the governments retreat into authoritarian legislation rather than negotiation. And that is one of the big problems. Not you alone, Britain. We're feeling it here too. And um, they find money for everything else but to help us, right? More money gets pumped in. Commitments are made. Britain made a commitment to Ukraine up until 2024, at least the minimum. The U.S. We just keep doling it out. Yeah, many of us here in the U.S. are. We can see the back of our refrigerators and our pantry shelves are sparse. It's not because there isn't food. There is food. We just can't buy it the way we used to. Three hundred dollars can. How should I put it? Three hundred dollars. What you could, you know, purchase it. Use, to, use $300 to purchase. And I know I'm sounding jumbled as hell right now. Right now, that's probably half of what you you know you can get with $300, if I'm making sense. If you want $300 worth of grocery right now, you have to spend $600. Let me put it away. Simple, easy and simple. It's the truth. So it's not you alone, Britain. Probably we need to be striking over here. That's probably what we need to be doing. Just strike. Everybody get up and say, we're not nah, doing nothing today. Not nah, doing nothing tomorrow. nah the next day until y'all figure it out. Because we're struggling. We're suffering. People here are struggling. Y'all heard about the China balloon over U.S. skies? China said Friday today that a balloon spotted over american airspace was used for weather research and was blown off course despite u.s suspicion it was spying the discovery further strained already tense relations between beijing and washington the pentagon decided not to shoot down the balloon which was potentially flying over sensitive sites because of concerns of hurting people on the ground the news came as u.s secretary of state anthony blinken was expected to make his first trip to Beijing this weekend. The visit has not been formally announced, and it was not immediately clear if the balloon's discovery would affect his travel plans. Chinese foreign ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said today she had no information on the trip. Blinken would be the highest-ranking member of President Joe Biden's administration to visit China on a mission to mitigate a sharp downturn in relations between the countries amid trade disputes and concerns about Beijing's increasingly aggressive stance toward Taiwan and in the South China Sea. In a statement today, the Chinese foreign ministry said the balloon was a civilian airship used mainly for meteorological research. The ministry said the airship has limited self-steering capabilities, and deviated far from its planned course because of winds. The Chinese side regrets the unintended entry of the airship into US airspace due to force majeure, citing a legal term used to refer to events beyond one's control. You know I'm going to Google, right? <laughs> Why father forgive me. Um let, let me I'm just trying to see. The world map. How far is the China? Um, what is it? Our east coast, our west coast to their east coast. That's what I want to know. Five thousand miles. Ten thousand miles. (laughs) Okay, or West Coast to East Coast, whatever. What is it? Um, Okay, so China is way over there, way around there. (sighs) (laughs) I'm going to behave myself. My thoughts aren't right. I know. I'm not the best person with the best thoughts. I get it, and I'm okay with that. My father used to say everybody you can't be all good, you have to have somebody now you." <laughs> seven thousand
12: two hundred and three miles.
4: And it just wandered into US airspace? No. That's not <laughs> sense. It wandered. Okay, so hold on now, Sanet. Let, let's ask the question, though. It would be 7,000 miles if we're flying from the East Coast, heading east, right, and going, uh, going across Africa, across Europe, across Asia, if we're covering those continents. But what if we went the opposite direction, say, from the coast of California,
12: that, so the map, I, I did a quick map search, and from like central China, going um, east for them to the middle of America, it looks like Kansas, it's 7,300, 7, um, okay. 2,000 miles. Anyway. Yeah, so that's okay. that's the middle of one country to the middle of the next.
4: Anyway, you slice and dice it. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, thank, I, thank I, you. Didn't
12: look the, I didn't look the other way around. It, <laughs> I didn't look, yeah, I didn't look that direction.
4: <laughs> I mean, Google Oh boy, I'm being bad, but I, I I doubt, I don't know why, forgive me, but I doubt, um, is the world ma- round or is it flat? <laughs> I don't know. Oh boy. Who's the flat earth in the room? We have a flat earth <laughs> What? Oh my gosh. Okay, you know what, let me stop.
13: Doesn't sound like a weather balloon to me. Sounds more like a test some type of testing going Uh on there and it got away from them they're too precise and i'm surprised this happened Mm
4: -hmm. i agree with you (laughs) i agree with you something off with that story fix it and come again not all of us are so gullible remember that some people do think okay u.s government in china they said i was born at night but not last night (laughs) exactly exactly tom drunk but tom ain't no fool (laughs) in our next story from the international scene guantanamo detainee freed to belize after 20 years in captivity story courtesy of al jazeera a Guantanamo Bay prison detainee who endured torture in CIA custody has been transferred to Belize nearly a year after finishing his sentence at the U.S.-run detention facility. The Pentagon announced on Thursday that Majid Khan was freed, bringing the number of prisoners at Guantanamo to 34, including 20 who are eligible for a transfer. Khan, who was captured in Pakistan in 2003 and taken to Guantanamo Bay three years later, said he was looking forward to beginning a new chapter in the Central American nation of 400,000 people. Today, I feel like I am reborn. I have re-entered the world. I'm in a little bit of shock because I've been waiting so long to be free, and I can hardly believe it has happened. Let me ask a question. Why did it take a year for them to release him? If he, yeah, why a year? CIA custody custody has been transferred to Belize nearly a year after finishing his sentence. Is it that they had to work out my my husband has an
12: answer apparently. Okay. It's go because they had to find a country that would take him because he can't go back to Pakistan.
4: Ah, So diplomatic um what you call it? Communication? So mm-hmm. mm, Okay. Please tell your husband, thank you for me. I understand now. Okay, because my next question was going to be, why didn't he just go back to Pakistan? But I guess he can't go back there. Okay, well, here's to a new start in Belize. Hope you um, do right, do the right thing. Nigerian communities filed damages claim against Shell in UK court. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. More than eleven, eleven. 11. More than 11,000 Nigerians from the oil-producing Niger Delta region have filed a compensation claim against Shell at the London High Court. The case filed on Thursday by UK law firm Le Day, or Lee Day is the latest step in a case that will test whether multinationals can be held to account for the actions of overseas subsidiaries. In 2021, the UK Supreme Court allowed a group of 42,500 Nigerian farmers and fishermen to sue Shell in the English courts after years of oil spills had contaminated land and groundwater. The judges said at the time there was an arguable case that Shell, one of the world's biggest energy companies, was responsible because it exercised significant control over its Nigeria subsidiary, SPDC. On Thursday, Lee Day said it had filed claims on behalf of 11,317 people and 17 institutions, including churches and schools from the Ogali community in the Niger Delta, for compensation for loss of livelihoods and damage against Shell. The claims said oil spills resulting from Shell's operations in the Niger Delta have destroyed farms, contaminated drinking water, and harmed aquatic life the average life expectancy in the region is 41 years 10 years lower than the national average i agree so all these large corporations that do their mining for whatever the resource is they need to learn to be responsible now we understand that things are not going to be a hundred percent contained we get that but do everything that you can to mitigate the negative effects and it is always the impoverished communities these villages that get affected with no care in the world to do right by these people
10: when well, you said impoverished and these people have all the oil no you're
4: right i shouldn't say impoverished you're right you're right the thing
10: is though they really destroyed the delta people cannot fish they cannot farm they cannot do anything they literally destroyed the delta these people are suffering and they have all the resources they're not getting anything back from the oil and they're still suffering
4: and that's why they're impoverished because they're put into that state of poverty by these large corporations who Will not look after them. Imagine in 2020 and 2021, Nigeria's National Oil Spill Detection and Response Agency, NOSDRA, recorded 822 combined oil spills, totaling 28,000 barrels of oil spewed into the environment. SPDC was culpable for most of them, but the company has often blamed sabotage. For the spills, of course, that's what they're gonna do. You have to know how to coexist in these environments. You cannot. And at the end of the day, you know what the the the, the governments of these countries have to bear some of the responsibility. We have to hold governments accountable because they allow these refinery um, refining companies, Shell Hess, um, all of them, Chevron, to come in without much monitoring, it's a free-for-all because the deal always sounds sweet. We are always giving up our people for these international companies. If the governments are paid a certain amount of money, a a portion of that should be dedicated to these villages. These people want to live a simple life. They want to be able to go out, pick their papa, dig their yams, get their plantains, their bananas, all their fruits and vegetables. They want to be able to go to the rivers and get their fish. They want to be able to live their simple lives. So the least we can do is do right by them and protect them. So I am here for the lawsuit, and I do hope they win, and I hope that when they win, they will be the ones who benefit. 41 years, that's the life expectancy because of the damage that has been done to the environment, surrounding all the areas surrounding the Niger Delta. We have to end the international segment on a high note of sorts. After 102 children, a Ugandan villager says enough is enough. Musa Hasaya Kassera says his vast family includes 12 wives, 102 children, and as many as 578 grandchildren. Story courtesy of aljazeera.com. Wow, talk about be fruitful and multiply 12 wives one for each month he spends you know so i see you in january i don't see you again until next january is that how it works or we put a one week rotation in place okay let's see so (laughs) musa has so many children he cannot remember most of their names i can't even remember my four boys names sometimes so i can just imagine The Ugandan villager is struggling to provide for his vast family, which he says includes 12 wives, 102 children, and 578 grandchildren, and now says he feels enough is enough. At first, it was a joke, but now this has its problems. The 68-year-old said at his homestead in the village of Bugisa, a remote rural area of eastern Uganda, With my health failing, and merely two acres of land for such a huge family, two of my wives left because I could not afford the basics like food, education, and clothing. Hasaya, who is currently unemployed, has become something of a tourist attraction. Well, there goes your means of income. He said his wives now take birth control to stop the family from expanding further. My wives are on contraceptives, but I am not. I don't expect to have more children because I have learned from my irresponsible act of producing so many children who I can't look after. Hasaya's brood. Oh my gosh, they're not animals. Can we use another word, please? Hasaya's children's lives largely, for the most part, live in dilapidated houses its corrugated iron uh roof rusting away, or in about two dozen grass thatched mud huts nearby. Wow. He married his first wife in nineteen seventy two at a traditional ceremony when they were both about seventeen, and his first child, Sandra Nawire, was born later that he was born a year later. Because we were born, only two of us, I was advised by my brother relatives and friends to marry many wives to produce many children to expand our family heritage so hold on it your brother and your relatives now help you with the pit of them then them, help. them advise you and you listen to them. them help you no fighting no fighting attracted by his status then as a cattle trader and butcher hasaya said villagers would offer their daughters hands in marriage even some below the age of 18 child marriage was banned in uganda folks in 1995 it was okay back then polygamy is allowed in the east african country according to certain religious traditions hasaya's 102 children range in age from 10 to 50 hold on a second he is how old he can be 68
21: the math is right if he had a child at 17 or 18
4: But they say he's 68, he he's, can't be 68 if he's about 19. No, lie, lie, lie,
6: lie, lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I got thrown off for a second. 72. You're right, Javed. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord of mercy. Me thrown off with 102 and 500 plus. But, um, <laughs> Hasaya's 102 children ranging age from 10 to 50, while his youngest wife is about 35. The challenge is, I can only remember the name of my first and the last born. But some of the children, I can't recall their names, he said as he rummaged through piles of old notebooks looking for details about their births. It's the mothers who help me identify them. Just frack and knackle. <laughs> but Hosiah, listen to this. You think that's bad? Hasiah can't even recall the names of some of his wives and has to consult one of his sons, a 30-year-old school teacher who helps run the family's affairs and is one of the few to have received an education to resolve disputes in such a large family they have monthly meetings. All "I have the wife them." You <laughs> can't. I'm sorry. I guess you just call everybody babe. Bebe. <laughs>
21: So me and you can walk up to him and say we're wives and he wouldn't even.
4: <laughs> Dre, you're too wicked. You see you now, Dre. You see you, Dre. You a problem. Dre said, you know all those kids are not <laughs> Dre, stop it.
21: I agree with that statement.
4: Hey,
20: hey, hey. Out of those 102, probably... Well, 40, as that was or 30. You're wicked.
4: you're wicked, you're wicked, you're wicked. How many wives? 12? Ah, oh, Jesus. How
20: do you oh. keep up with 12 wives?
4: Oh, Jesus. On. Every week you rotate. Yeah, so, you know, I see you, or, you know.
20: And how you have 102 kids and you're suffering is no way, like. A hundred and two hands supposed to, and twelve wives.
4: true, everybody to supposed good. to put together and can do something.
20: Yeah, and can do something. Look at farming. He did something, Look at farming. Wrong in his life.
4: The one who a teacher, who get the education, him not turn around and teach the others. Them, being, them can have them own school. Damn, they can open their own university. <laughs> Him cannot so two of his wives left because in can have so them the two wives that him, them did really think he was not able to afford a little food and education and clothing. This is where community really has to come together, folks. For those of you who would like to be a member of the you know want to step in and replace, it's going in there and saying, Come on, folks, we can do this, we can make it work, everybody can eat, everybody can be educated. The oldest look after whatever. You know You never remember you know, has it ever happened to any of you? Those of you with more than two children. Where you go through all their names before you get to the one you try to, <laughs> to address every day. Every <laughs> single I have, day. I have day. one
12: child and I do that. <laughs> I mix up my daughter's name with my niece's name all the time. Let me have a phone call with Madison and for the rest of the day sydney is madison and she look at me she's like mommy i'm sydney i'm like okay i'm sorry and then they call madison sydney how you doing baby girl auntie it's madison and it's only two of them
4: okay? <laughs> imagine me with my four sometimes i go through all the day. i'm all on name. i forget sometimes you
12: <laughs> grandma had um my grandma had six girls and three boys and she would want sonette And she called me, Myrna, Yassi, Barbara, girl, girl,
22: come here. Don't laugh. It's not funny because your aunt
15: does the same thing. I am your mother's name every conversation. She calls me by her sister's name. And I'm like, you're talking to Rhonda, mommy. Oh, gosh. You know, I'm old. But it's every single conversation she calls me by my aunt's name. Every conversation. <laughs> Listen, I foresee I'll be calling you Rhonda in the future because I won't remember anything. Listen. If it if it goes the way it's been going with my mom, it's about to be the same thing because I and I have a boy. I have three girls and a boy and I still mix up the names. I call the girls Wayne Wright all, all the time. Don't feel bad for it. Mommy used to call me my
4: dad's name a lot <laughs> Even to this day. She calls me my father's name. And then she just <laughs> <laughs> It's when, the, it's when they get aggravated. They, they called you by the wrong name. I love it. I love
6: it. <laughs> Hold on. You know what I mean. You know what I mean.
4: Geely, you wrong for this. Geely said, at least he will be warm during the cold season with all them jackets. Geely, you wrong. you wrong. <laughs> you endorse Dre foolishness But the pit of them and the bad pit of them. <laughs> Just got there and carried something and said, "Bye bye." <laughs> See, we have more children, <laughs> and he's and he'd be like, "So, what are their names?" <laughs> Marlon and Dre. Okay, nice to meet you. <laughs> he thought it was funny at first. Moments. Yes, James.
19: Yeah, yes. I'm sure his son will uh, help him out with more than just yeah. um, managing family affairs.
4: <laughs>
19: That's called managing family affairs. What the you? Wow. <laughs> I'm
4: sorry. I hope, um, what's his name saw this story. And I hope many men who like to go around and sleep with one bag of woman. I hope you all reading these stories. We not have to go to Uganda, we have men right here in the States that have 20 pitney, 20 different women. They haven't seen the children, some in years. Them forget, so them have pitney. Them don't know the pitney them name either. It happens right here in the U.S. I see, I see Nick Cannon heading down that road too. No, no, stop it.
21: <laughs> the sad thing is, is that he said it was a joke in the beginning. That's the exactly.
4: sad thing. Exactly. Exactly. He thought it was a joke. Are conservatives trying to erase and rewrite U.S. history? What are they doing? It would appear that way, because from school curriculum changes to book bans. We examine the roots and effects of the anti-critical race theory movement, story courtesy of aljazeera.com. Conservatives in the United States are sounding the alarm about critical race theory in education. They claim that examining systemic racism and the history of race relations in the country indoctrinates students and causes feeling of undue guilt for historical wrongdoing. Multiple states and school districts are attempting to restrict the way CRT, or what they decide falls under the CRT umbrella, can be taught in schools or even referenced by educators.
7: Let me,
22: oops. Critical race theory in schools has become a lightning rod for controversy in the United States.
4: Why did this sound chip out? Sound, where are you?
22: ...that says racism is not simply... Let me start it over, because
4: the sound out.
22: Critical race theory in schools has become a lightning rod for controversy in the United States. But what exactly is critical race theory, or CRT? It's a theory originating in the 1970s that says racism is not simply a personal prejudice, but rather it's embedded in the formation of the United States and continues to exist in institutions from the criminal justice system to the housing market to the healthcare system. But now opponents have skewed its meaning, claiming critical race theory teaches children to unfairly blame white people for historical ills. However, many argue that opponents have their own agenda to make anti-racism unspeakable. Joining us to discuss this are Dr. Gloria Ladson-Billings. She's the president of the National Academy of Education and professor emerita at the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Her latest book is titled Culturally Relevant Pedagogy, Asking a Different Question. And Sam Holdley-Brill is a PhD candidate at the City University of New York Graduate Center and a research and writing fellow at the African American Policy Forum. I want to thank you both for joining me. Gloria, I'm going to start with you. Uh, According to Education Week, 44 states have introduced bills or they've taken other steps that would restrict teaching critical race theory in schools or would otherwise regulate how teachers can discuss racism, sexism, and issues of systemic inequality inside of schools. Uh, Given that we're living in a moment when black people are being murdered by police, uh, where state violence is a leading cause of death for young black men in the United States, uh, all this stuff is happening. Can you talk to me a little bit about the significance of the movement to rewrite or even erase the history of race and the experiences of black Americans and other minorities in the country?
15: Yeah, I think not only is the timing fascinating, the, the larger historical context here is that the U.S. has been a place that has always participated in the censorship of certain ideas. And we know in the 1850s, for example, there were multiple states that outlawed any material that spoke of anti-slavery, that uh, we had a, man, a black minister by the name of Sam Green who spent 10 years in prison for just possessing Uncle Tom's cabin. So now we know as of March 31st of last year, there were something like 1,586 books banned, well, excuse me, book bans in 86 school districts across some 26 states. So the idea of restricting this knowledge or restricting this information is not new to the US and it's always about power and control.
22: That's a fascinating point, Sam, that there's a long history of book bans a long history of, of trying to prohibit information and ideas uh, that highlight the contradictions of American empire, that speak to racism, that speak to all this stuff that we're trying to get at here. And yet, it's happening again at a particular historical moment. Why now? Why is it that in the last few years we're starting to see the legislation come through? We're starting to see all these states say, no critical race theory in my, in my city, not in my backyard. Why, why is it happening
16: now? Well, it's interesting because we know, as a matter of fact, because the people who are leading this crusade against critical race theory, against what they call wokeness, uh, they tell us why they're doing it. They uh, have said explicitly, Christopher Rufo is uh, a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute. He's also worked at the Heritage Foundation. He's worked at the Claremont Institute. Those are
22: conservative American think tanks. Yeah, Yeah.
16: He's worked at all of them, all of the major conservative American think tanks that are funded by hundreds of millions of dollars to pump out this propaganda to manipulate public opinion to tell people that they need to fear certain things uh to create moral panics and what christopher rufo has said explicitly about the language of critical race theory is that it has been the single most effective linguistic tool in the fight against black lives matter specifically black lives Mm. matter because when you you frame it around critical race theory, it fits this particular framing that's become very popular in conservative media and among right-wing politicians, is that there's this liberal elite, and they hate America. They hate ordinary Americans, and they want to push their values on you.
22: Um, Gloria, to what extent is this a response to the, not just the murder of George Floyd, but the kind of movements uh, that emerged after the killing of george floyd sam talks about this being a response to black lives matter there was a racial reckoning in the united states allegedly after that where we were talking about race and white supremacy and then all of a sudden i'm seeing book bands i'm seeing i'm seeing people upset about what's happening in first grade classrooms are the two connected
15: yeah i think they are connected and i think what it's what actually happened is that there was kind of almost like scales falling from people's eyes uh, when you saw what happened with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery, people were beginning to say, oh, well, no, wait, maybe these aren't just isolated incidents. Uh, America loves the narrative of the individual. You can't actually sell a book or or a movie or a TV show unless you have the heroic individual. And so the fact that it's starting not to be just about individuals, that it's about it's about systems and organizations, uh, so I think beginning to see the systemic way in which racism operates in the nation is what is causing a big part of the, uh, you know, in some ways, the uprising of people, and then this pushback on the uh, on the right, on the very conservative, uh, very racist, quite frankly, uh, response to it.
22: Sam, in the 2021-2022 school year, and Gloria spoke to this a moment ago. There were more than 1,600 books that were banned from school districts. Now, these books include books like The Bluest Eye and Beloved by Toni Morrison, The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Now, some of these books are 30 years old, some are more than 50 years old. Why are they banning them now?
16: Well, the reasons behind the parents challenging the books, in many cases, I think, are because they have a certain attachment to their conception of themselves and their parents and their grandparents and all of perhaps uh, going back generations in the United States. And they don't want their child to perhaps learn that maybe uh, they themselves or their grandma or grandpa um, had certain views about things that were going on in perhaps the civil rights movement, uh, school desegregation and perhaps their view of the Civil War, and they don't want their child to be taught versions of history that conflict with the sort of mythological, patriotic America as a shining city on a hill narrative that so many people push
22: right. on their children. And, and what they do, Gloria, which I find interesting, is they don't say what Sam just said. I could almost accept that. They'd be wrong. I'd disagree with them. But if they said, look, we, we're white we like being white. It's working out great for us, and we don't want anything to unsettle what whiteness means to us. I could at least accept the honesty, but what they often do is reframe the books, right? Um, Martin Luther King and the March to Washington. It's a book for kids. And they say, we can't have it in school because of photographs of political violence. Ruby Bridges Goes to School, which is a a story about integration of school, getting this little girl into school because of white domestic terrorism in the United States in the 1950s and 60s. They say, we can't have the book because it has racist remarks. I mean, that is rich to me, right? We can't show you the the book about Martin Luther King because he's getting beat and they getting beat. They're the ones beating them. (laughs) It's mind boggling to me. This feels like backwards world. This feels like something from like Orwell.
15: I I would agree, Mark, but I also wanna put in context for your viewers that we are talking about an incredibly vocal and powerful minority. The latest NPR Ipsos poll indicates that 72% of parents want their kids to learn more about racism. So we're allowing the you know the, the tail of wag the dog on this thing. And you know, you take a state like Texas that has something like seven hundred and thirteen book bands.
22: Sam, Gloria said it's a small but vocal minority. And she's right. Um, but this is also a small, vocal, and well-funded, well-organized minority. Groups like Moms for Liberty are the ones going around the country pushing this stuff they have 200 chapters these are parent activists i'm using square, scare quotes because sometimes i've gone to some of these cities i was in south carolina two weeks ago and i'm watching these groups go to parent teacher night i'm watching them go to school board meetings complaining that their kid is getting this crazy curriculum in south carolina and these parents clearly ain't from south carolina they don't know south carolina from south africa but they are organized <laughs> enough to make it seem as if they're outraged parents when in fact they're advancing a political agenda in my estimation Talk to me about these groups and how powerful they are and how they came to be so.
16: Yeah, these groups are very powerful indeed. And so much of their power comes from portraying themselves as grassroots activists, concerned parents, right? So much of the outrage at school boards is focused on ways that the material that they have challenges to allegedly corrupts their children in certain ways, and it makes you think about uh, what white innocence, what value that has, because the the conversation is never about how banning these books would impact the sort of psyche of a black child in the classroom. It's never about that.
22: You know, in the last three years, despite all the tragedy, there has been a national conversation on race. Young people are having more nuanced and complicated conversations around identity, around power, uh, around difference. Uh, books like 1619 Project, authors like Ibram Kendi are attempting to unpack American history and and put a spotlight on some things that we ignored before or understated, at least some parts of the the population. Given all of that, are you all seeing a shift in the way that young people are talking and thinking about race and identity?
15: Um, One of the things to be hopeful about, uh, Mark, is the fact that there are coalitions building. So while it is a very anti-black attack, it's also an anti-gay attack. It's an anti-trans um, attack. It is, so these you know, uh, identities go across racial lines. And so you are seeing a kind of coalition of people saying, we have to pull together to stop this. And our young people, they just don't think of race and, and gender and sexuality in the same categories as previous generations they are much more fluid in their thinking and anybody who knows anything about adolescent development knows that the one way to get young people to do something is to tell them they can't, can't do it so I'm, I'm I'm excited about what our young people
22: are about <laughs> to, be, to do and okay, I want to thank you so much for joining me on our friends it's been great talking to you
15: all right
4: so thank you
22: both so much all right everybody that is our
4: she said something that's so true And I think that's something that we have spoken about here. And yes, I know it was a lengthy listen, 12 minutes, but I think it was worth listening to. And um, that was the voice, the interviewer uh, is um, Mark Lamont Hill from Upfront on Al Jazeera. He was speaking with Gloria Ladson-Billings, the former National Academy of Education president, and Sam Holdley brill a research and writing fellow at the African American Policy Forum. Shed a little more light, gave us a little more understanding, but yes, we can be hopeful as we celebrate Black History Month and all that it comes with, the history, the relevance, we can remain hopeful. As uh, Mrs. Billings Ladson Billings pointed out, The generation that we are raising, and we have come to terms with them. We've come face to face with them. They're different from us. You know, when you hear them saying, you'll hear young people say, oh, I'm not my ancestor, so don't get it twisted. Take them seriously. And that is why it is so important for us to hone them as much as we can. To encourage them, because they are not here for racism they are not here for segregation they are not here for discrimination they are not here for division they are more for equality and equity and respect and you're going to accept me for who i am they are here to challenge every ideology that we have held on to that has been passed down to us Throughout the generations. Now, I'm not saying they're all like that because, unfortunately, you do have those who live in the very remote areas who only come out to um, the suburbs or the you know rural areas to get their coal or their ice, and then they go back into the wilderness. You have those, and you can't touch those at all. And those are the ones that the um, GOP are relying on to help them push their agenda, but. For the most part the generation that we are raising they know there are no puppies that are going to just roll over and have you scratch their tummies so there is hope for us there is hope for the future there is hope for the future of this country we say over and over again that the only way this country is going to be able to move forward is to get rid of the antique that have been sitting in Washington, who refuse to step aside, who think they're doing the best. It's time for them to go and replace them with these young, brilliant minds. What's the minimum age? When we spoke about the young man a couple weeks ago, what's the minimum age to get into to be um, in the Senate or in Congress? Was it 23 or something like that? 20 something. So let us continue to encourage. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's the age? What's the age?
14: I I wasn't going to give the age. I was going to comment on something else. Go ahead. You can have somebody find that.
4: Right. So let us continue to instill the values in them about acceptance and respect. All right. Go ahead, Chief. Go right ahead
14: yeah so the problem with the the deeper problem with this whole or the necessity for the critical race theory band like we we really have to put ourselves in the position of those who have been in power and how they've been able to maintain power and their power being based on 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 criminal activity like you know uh, eradicating whole ethnic groups and uh, uh, medical experiments like Tuskegee, and like you said, or like the com- comment was saying, commentator was saying in the video, you know, we got, we have photos and videos of little girls who had to have military escort them to school. The fear, what we're not thinking about is this: the majority of people who participated in all of those oppressive measures have their names on street signs. Have their names on the front of college, uh, uh, college, you know, a- and academics school systems. They have their names even on money. the The idea that you're going to the the fear that everything we built has been made off of someone else's backs, and our children now have access to information that we have been able to keep from them by erasing Black history from history books from institutions that critical race theory already existed. That's why African studies is a, is a, is a, is a choice class, not a mandatory course, right? Anything that, because we got here when they got here, we built this country and they know it, but they never taught us that. Now these kids, this generation and are able to see, whoa, all this time, we thought these are our forefathers. These are the founding fathers of America. But they didn't really build anything. They just wrote a few documents that made themselves appear to be original. So now this, gen- this new generation is saying, hey, last in 2021, we saw all these white kids in the streets wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. Mm-hmm. We saw white kids busting out windows, not black people. We saw white kids busting out windows and burning down stuff. Mm-hmm. Where, did, where did they get that from? Because we didn't teach our children to act like that. And these children are saying... You betrayed us. Now I see why come black people got a chip on their shoulder. And all this time I kept thinking, oh, they always pull the race card. They always do this. This is what they do. But nobody, nobody ever explained to uh, the rest of America why we, why we are the way we are. It's by design. So now kids can say systemic racism. They convinced us that it's possible for black people to be racist. It is impossible. You can be discriminatory. You can have prejudice. But you cannot be racist. Those are three totally separate definitions. Racism equals power. I can't say when I leave, I cannot oppress uh, people in my community as a collective group. Because race is a collective identity. What black people can oppress another group of people that don't look like them? What black group wants to? It's not even in our nature. But we've been subjected to that. And they convinced us Oh, you're just being racist. What? Because I hurt your feelings? Because I prejudged you based on something I've already experienced? That's what prejudice is, right? Where you prejudge something based on what mm-hmm. you've what you've already experienced? What's discrimination? Me discriminating against you based on how you act? I can say you think you're privileged. Oh, wait a minute. Why are you discriminating against me? I'm just I, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. Oh, the bootstraps that you stole from me. We, see, it's, it's a different climate. It's a different level of awareness. And we have to really understand what they're afraid of. They know that the people we're talking about right now st- are still living. This is not like slavery. where we're talking about uh, over a century ago and, you, and, and nobody's alive. You're talking about who were those, who was in that crowd where that little girl climbed up the steps with the military? What? Who, which number of them are famous now? Which Which of them are politicians? Which of them are judges? Which of them are, are, have uh, a chief, uh, chief to see office in, in uh, the police department or the military? Which of them got named? You see what I'm saying? Those people live today. Mm-hmm. So they're afraid that their history is going to get blowed up and there's going to be a big expose on their whole pedigree. <laughs> That's America. Three Ks, not a C.
4: (laughs) Thank you so much, (laughs) Steve. Thank you, but we will be hopeful. Sanat, do you have our um, icon for today, or black history icon for today? I didn't get back in the house, but I'll tell you a
12: little bit. And okay. you know what? It's something you talked about before. It's Bessie Coleman, okay. the American um, aviator. She got her um, she got her flying lessons in Paris when she wanted to be fly-
4: a pilot. But right. I, I left the book upstairs. I was out doing drop-off. Okay, <laughs> don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So I have one in the meantime. And yes, Yay. we did talk about Bessie, thanks to Javette, when she sent the article over, courtesy of Good News um, Network. So here is one from npr.org yale honors the work of a nine-year-old black girl whose neighbor reported her to the police 9 year nine-year-old bobby will- you know what let me let me pin the link at the top of the page for my folks on clubhouse bear with me one second qmz and john no radio appreciate uh, appreciate it yeah so nine-year-old bobby wilson will may be in the fourth grade But last month, the Yale School of Public Health held a ceremony honoring the budding scientist's recent work. The university entered Bobby's collection of 27 spotted lantern, lantern flies. We call them what in Jamaica? Lantern flies. piniwali. Anyway, an extremely invasive species that is harmful to trees and other plants into the Peabody Museum of Natural History database. Bobby was also presented with the title of donor scientist during the January 20 ceremony. We wanted to show her bravery and how inspiring she is, and we just want to make sure she continues to feel honored and loved by the Yale community. That's according to Ijioma Apara, an assistant professor at the school. The accolades come just three months after Bobby, who is black, made headlines when former Caldwell City Council member Gordon Lachey, who is white, called local police on the girl. She was collecting spotted lanternfly specimens. Her neighbor became frightened and called the cops. On October 22, She was home and things in the mostly white neighborhood seemed copacetic. But looking at the tree-lined street, Loshi saw something scary. Recognizing it is not that it was not an emergency per se, he called the police department dispatcher instead. There's a little black woman walking, spraying stuff on the sidewalks and trees on Elizabeth and Florence. Loshie told the dispatcher, according to a call obtained by CNN. I don't know what the hell she's doing. It scares me, though outside Bobby. A petite child who wears pink framed glasses was doing her bit to comply with the state's Stomp It Out campaign, which urges New Jersey residents to help eradicate the spotted lanternfly infestation. She'd learned about it at school and made her own version of an insect repellent she had seen on TikTok, making her way from tree to tree Bobby would spray the bugs, pluck them from the tree, and drop them into a plastic bottle. Bobby was still at it when an officer arrived, curious about what she was doing. Body camera footage shows Officer Kevin O'Neill approach the child before her mother, Monique Joseph, intervenes. Am I in trouble? The small girl asks. No, Joseph and O'Neill respond simultaneously. Joseph adds, how many trees did you save? O'Neill explains that he was responding to a call made by Loshi. The information appears to baffle Joseph, who has said that she has lived across the street from the 71-year-old for eight years and that they are on friendly terms. Unable to shake the gnawing feeling that things could have easily escalated and ended in tragedy as they have in other circumstances, Involving black children and law enforcement, Joseph decided to address the issue head-on at a Caldwell City Council meeting a few weeks later. During the meeting, Joseph and her 13-year-old daughter, Hayden Wilson, called the episode an instance of racial profiling. She was not only doing something amazing for our environment, she was doing something that made her feel like a hero, Hayden said in her speech to the City Council. What Mr. Gordon Law she did to my sister was extremely offensive, traumatic, and scarring towards my family. I can confidently assure you guys that she will never forget this. The outpouring of support for Bobby and her love of sands has been constant since the police stop hit the internet. She has received the Caldwell Environmental Commission's Sustainability Award for her contributions to improving the town's environment. At least one science writer has given Bobby a collection of books and stickers to encourage her passion for learning. And there is the recognition from Yale. Yale doesn't normally do anything like this. This is something unique to Bobby, Opara, the Yale professor said. She helped organize the recent ceremony and previously invited Bobby and her sister to the campus to meet other successful black female scientists and to counter the horrible memories of that day. Shortly after the police encounter, Joseph told CNN that her nine-year-old hasn't been the same, but at the ceremony, she expressed gratitude for the community that has rallied around the entire family. You know, You hear about racism. You kind of experience it in your peripheral if you're lucky in your life. It doesn't come knocking on your door. That morning when it happened, my world stopped, Bobby's mother said. She added the whole community, the Sands community, got it together and said, she's one of us and we're not going to let her lose her steam for STEM. We're going to support the family. We're going to support this little girl. Yes, Javette, indeed. Give her a college scholarship so that when it's that time, she can step into it. You live across the street from me. You have practically watched my daughter grow up. But all of a sudden, she's a black person that is bothering you that has concerned you you see her go in and come out daily but her being out on the street spraying the bugs plucking them from the trees and dropping them into a plastic bottle makes you uncomfortable that means you've always had an issue with the family across the street from you Shi. In your opinion, they don't belong there. And you have been planning all along just how you are going to see how you can get rid of them. But it backfired, thankfully. Thankfully, there are people with common sense who can see beside, beyond your racist rhetoric and recognize her for who she is, a brilliant person on the horizon we celebrate you little bobby continue to do the good things that you're doing law have several seats yeah i won't tell you what to sit on yeah go ahead javette breathe in breathe out
21: we all look alike i guess yeah we do i guess he couldn't tell who she was <laughs> I yield there. He could have just as easily went across the street and knocked on the door. But we all look alike, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So he couldn't distinguish whether she lived there or not. Mm. Mm -mm
4: -mm. Nine years old. Yeah. Nine years old. They need
21: to give her a scholarship.
4: Yes. They can collect
21: the money now.
4: Yes, they can.
21: Even though she's nine Mm
4: -hmm. and put it in a trust. Mm-hmm. there's a little black woman a little girl you know the picnic. you know who she is because she live across the street from you you know exactly who she is I don't know what the hell she's doing it scares me though
21: and something as something like this can deter her can traumatize her that she wouldn't even want to do science anymore.
12: <sighs> I'm I'm happy that the police that they sent out a police officer who had his head on his shoulders today science. or that day because that could have been extreme. That could have been a death sentence for a child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just because you're afraid, so your fear should equal someone being harmed mm-hmm. you know I, that's why i don't say all oh, police are bad i'm not saying all oh, police are bad i don't do that we know who, who comes out there and they and they have bad will but we i'm very happy that this one who came out that night or evening had their head on their shoulders Yes. I'm done. I'm. I'm very proud of Miss Bobby. Go, Bobby. Go, go Bobby. <laughs> go pick your little bugs. Go play with your little bugs. You know this girl. She has a nice little bed on her shoulders. Oh yes. Wish her all the
4: best. Oh yes. Great things are ahead for her. And I have to agree. Thankfully, the right officer was dispatched. In health and science news, this is so important, folks. If you use eye drops for artificial tears. Please check your cabinets, your bedside um, tables, or your bathroom counters, wherever you keep them. Global Pharma Healthcare is issuing a recall of its artificial tears, lubricant eye drops that were distributed by Esri Care and Delsum Pharma due to possible contamination, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration said on Thursday. Let me go ahead and put the link um, at the top of the page for Clubhouse. Uh, health and Sands, here we go. Let me grab this here real quick. Just in case you want to check um, your cabinets or counters to see if you have this product lurking around. Uh, paste, here we go. Okay. So the drops were sold online across the U.S. in multi-dose bottles. Consumers should stop using them and report any adverse reactions to the FDA. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is investigating 55 reports of infections, one fatal in 12 states that may be linked with the products. The CDC says it received reports of infections of the cornea, intraocular fluids, respiratory tract and urinary tract, as well as sepsis. Some of the cases involved permanent vision loss or hospitalization, and one person died. Most people with infections reported using at least one of more than 10 brands of artificial tears, the agency says, and the majority of these patients reported using EsriCare's product. These eye drops are preservative-free, meaning they do not have ingredients to prevent bacterial growth. So take a look at the package, my folks on Clubhouse. For those who are listening online, QMZRadar.com, Johnrader.com. These tears, artificial tears are purchased online. The packaging is white and blue, white box with blue writing. And it says Delsum Pharma's Artificial Tears, okay? Please, they're lubricant eye drops, half ounce fluid or half fluid ounces 15 milliliters please check your counters and if you have them stop using immediately please do okay Uh, yeah up next (laughs) in business and tech news Netflix reveals details on um, policy that prevents password sharing courtesy of ball alert Uh, On Wednesday, the streaming giant's FAQ page for Chile, Peru, and Costa Rica stated the company is cracking down on shareable accounts. According to the website, anyone in your household, those who live with you at your primary location, can use a Netflix account. Household members will need to connect to the Wi-Fi at your primary location. Open the Netflix app or website and watch something at least once every 31 days to maintain access to the content individuals not a part of the household will be forced to purchase their own account or be added as an extra member to another account however the cost of adding an extra member to a plan is less than the price of netflix's basic plan so when someone signs into your account from a device that is not part of your primary location Or if your account is accessed persistently from another uh, location, that device may be blocked from watching Netflix. In addition, the streaming giant will utilize IP addresses, IDs, and account activity to track devices associated with the primary location of the account. All right, so... Senator urging that TikTok be removed from Apple and Google App Stores. So not just government devices, they're pushing for more. Lawmakers on Capitol Hill have targeted Apple and Google for their support of TikTok. On Thursday, Senator Michael Bennett wrote to Apple CEO Tim Cook and Google CEO Sundar Pichai, urging them to remove TikTok from their respective app stores, citing concerns about the company's data handling uh, practices. Like most social media networks, TikTok collects vast and sophisticated data from its users. Unlike most social media networks, TikTok poses a unique concern. He added that TikTok's vast influence and aggressive data collection pose a specific threat to U.S. national security because of its parent company's obligations under Chinese law, TikTok has more than 100 million monthly active users in the United States. Has come under increased investigation from state and federal authorities over concerns that Chinese authorities may obtain American data. Oh, the fight goes on. The fight goes on with a TikToker. Oh, did y'all hear about this one, Ilhan Omar? Let me see if we can cover this one. Yeah, I think we have time. So House Republicans vote to remove Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee. Story courtesy of NPR.org. So House Republicans have voted to remove Minnesota Democratic Representative Ilhan Omar from the Foreign Affairs Committee, citing past controversial comments she made about Israel and concerns over her objectivity. The vote was 218 to 211 along party lines. In her first term, Omar drew criticism from Republicans and Democrats alike for tweets that invoked anti-Semitic tropes. She apologized for those tweets, but has remained outspoken about the influence of Israel and the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, a powerful pro-Israel lobby on U.S. politics. The resolution, introduced by Representative Max Miller, Republican for Ohio, stated that Omar has disqualified herself from serving on the Committee on Foreign Affairs, a panel that is viewed by nations around the world as speaking for Congress on matters of international importance and national security. Miller, who is one of two Jewish Republicans in the House, said in a statement that Omar cannot be an objective decision maker on the Foreign Affairs Committee, given her biases against Israel and against the Jewish people. Omar, who herself has faced anti-Muslim bigotry since taking office, told reporters last week that the move to remove her from the committee was purely partisan. In an emotional speech on the House floor Thursday, Omar said she is being targeted because of her identity as a Muslim immigrant from Africa. Is anyone surprised that I'm somehow deemed unworthy to speak about American foreign policy or that they see me as a powerful voice that needs to be silenced? I didn't come to Congress to be silent. Her experiences as an immigrant and refugee who survived a civil war give her a valuable and unique perspective on American foreign policy, she added. Uh, Omar, I'm so sorry to let you know. When you come to Congress, you got to be silent. They don't want to hear what you have to say. They are not okay with you displaying any form of anti-Semitism, despite what you have experienced all the anti-muslim bigotry they don't care about that they don't care about that that's that's that's, that's irrelevant it doesn't count go sit down one side of that but they do care about anti-semitism and it's um, far-reaching effects so you have to be silent unfortunately your experiences don't matter only those only the others matter um, you're silenced they have succeeded in silencing you everybody's being silenced yeah win not will hm. I'm sure Sunette one of the concessions made by McCarthy to will this to will this to win the speaker yeah I agree yeah she has faced accusations of anti-semitism since 2019 And because she has invoked tropes about Jewish wealth and influence on U.S. politics, is she lying? Oh, yes, she is. Forgot. Sorry. Dre says she didn't work smart. Possible. It's quite possible. Work in silence. But at some point, your voice has to come out, Dre. When?
20: When she's in the room with everybody and she has her bills her ideas put together and she rallied people around her to support her cause and they put it together and try to pass it coming out and saying all the things that she's saying um is gonna work against her as we see and it's the same thing it, the same thing with um that girl from new york Alexander oh acosta yeah yeah okay. they, they just they, they came in don't know how this thing works and came in as a rebel, which is cool. But if you look at Coster, she kind of like tone it down a little. You have to know how to be more diplomatic in this space to get the things that you want done. Coming out and and, and just bashing everything, is, is, it's not going to work. It's going to work against you. And that's what happened to Omar.
4: Do you think, though, um, Dre, that this was the perfect... Um Weapon to use against her because they probably never wanted her there to begin with considering How she identifies
20: Um, yeah, I don't know what to say about that, but yeah, they didn't want her there from the beginning And that's why I said she should have known that And she should have worked smarter as a as a a muslim woman in congress she shouldn't know what she's stepping into and know that she had to work smarter and rally people around her cause. And okay. she didn't do that.
4: All right. So what Dre is saying is that she should she was navigate- too vocal
20: and yeah, navigate it better. Yeah. Ahead,
4: so. Okay. So you would say it's a lesson for others, um, who identify as Muslim out of the country of Africa with their own experiences and their ideas and their observations to move differently learn from is this. a lesson
20: is is a lesson for everybody that's in the minority that okay. want to get stuff done and when you're in the minority in 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 business and companies in politics you have to know how to maneuver the field
4: chestnut checkers got it exactly uh, all right and it is that time unfortunately i wish we had more time to delve into the conversation Thank you to all of our listeners who logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Remember, for quality music while you work for play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Thank you to everyone listening on Jano radio.com. Download that Jano Radio app. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. J-A-H-K-N-O, Jano Radio. Take us on the go. And a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me and you were listening to Coffee in Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Me Media Moments, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the mean everything is MI. Thank you so much to everyone for the great conversation, shared views, varying opinions, and always interesting perspectives. Whatever you do and wherever you go, I do ask you folks, please be safe. QMZ Radio, John O Radio, this is Moments with me, signing out. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. See you Monday morning, 9 a.m. Eastern, right here.